is it. This is the start. It's going to be a mukbang episode. A mukbang gonna, episode. You're going to have to watch uh, and listen to us. It, in honor of Uncle Phil. Uh, yeah, shout out Phil. Who, feel special. who always has support and love for TikTok. Um, he, uh, Taco for Taco Bell and TikTok. Those are his, uh, his moves. So he's always telling us we need to Phil, this, this is a precursor because I've actually promised Phil. Yeah, that we're going to do I've this. Stitch, stitched him to disagree with him. Like just it, it, any ability that I have to drag someone, like, <laughs> like I try to keep it nice. But anytime I do, I promise him, you know, as like reparation that I'll, I'll uh, yeah. buy him Taco Bell. So Phil, this is this is us teasing you with what could be when you're here. Yes. Um, what's up, man? It's you know, good to see you. Good to see what's, you too, uh, man. I mean, we I already asked, but let's uh, let's talk mixes looming. Uh, what's it like? And I know you just moved out of the studio. I want to hear about it. But uh, we were talking off camera about having a stack of mixes uh, waiting. What is, uh, what is your least favorite part of diving into a new mix that you've not seen at all? Like what, what could potentially be just like have gone awry with a uh, mix that's been sent to you? You know, And then I'll, I just realized I'm making you answer a question while we're No, this is perfect. This, this is, is what's exactly, going to yeah, I was going to say, I guess of. I didn't think through it, but no, here we go. Uh, and everybody's going to hear our rappers going and every. Although, I, you know, that's why I chose the crunch wrappers so that I could, you, you know, hold it. Up, yeah, 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 just hold it. If I was smart, I would have bought us like sweet green, like a salad we could eat with a fork. Yeah, that, you know, whatever. We're not real planners. You know, that's not my thing. Yeah. One of the things that that I dislike the most um, is when I get a session that is just unending audio, unnamed, you know, tracks yeah. Oh, yeah. and just like an all that stuff. Mess. And I have to listen to every single track to like, because I'm going to listen to every single track too. Sure. But if you have to listen to every single track before you can even like start arranging and because sure. to yeah. me just to identify what's going on yeah to me the most important thing is organization inside of yeah. a mix like your mix will sound a thousand times better if it's color-coded if it's organized you know like i always do the same organization on any style of music it does what not do matter do? uh i want to know drums and drums start off up top whatever it is like color uh, usually blue, but okay. usually because that's the default Pro Tools like sure. color, it starts so it blue. First, yeah. So, um, so usually blue, but uh, but I'm not like too you know stuck on color code like sure. like but specific things. Order. Yeah, yeah. But the order is always going to be the same. It's always going to be drums at the top, and then. Uh, if it's like pop or R&B or, or rap and there's 808s, then it's sure. the 808 will come after the drums, sure. you know, because I, I process those separately. Yeah. And then um, after that, uh, any other bass uh, sounds that exist. And then after that, usually any guitar sounds. Uh, and I usually do like guitars are green type mm -hmm. stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and there's like a bunch of levels of green that I'll put in there. And then after that, keys and synths. And then uh, after that, samples or uh or you know like pre-record stuff sure. that's like you know yep. just already just like additional sprinkles right exactly yeah. and any like and also uh any percussion will go down there too it's yeah. like if there's like a shaker or something yeah. like that uh and then i you know i have a hard split and i route everything to a single instrument bus because i always every single time no matter what uh i always Mix the instrumental first. Sure. Don't even think about that. I might turn them on every now and then just to sure. hear what's the happening. Context, yeah. And I mix the instrumental to sound as good as I think it should, yeah. you know, without any like, you know, vocals in it. And then, uh, 
um, I will start adding all the vocals in one at a time, the lead vocal first, gotcha. and then build the backgrounds yeah. underneath and all that yeah. stuff. So, um, so that being the case, I always route everything to an instrument bus because once I do turn those vocals on, I expect that the biggest, I mean, I'll go back and customize parts and stuff and make sure that the mix is very clean, you know, in, in any crowded place or doing anything yeah, like that affecting it. But I always start with that instrumental because I think that's like, you know, it, the vocal should sit in that instrumental. Yeah, it's the song. And so um, that bus gives me the opportunity to EQ, which I usually almost always have some sort of mid-side, you know, Pro-Q3 sure. is usually the thing for me. Uh, I'll have like a mid-side um, EQ on there so that I can take out just the frequency range in, in the mids, you know, sure. in like that 500 to f 2K area. Yeah. Uh, just in the center. Yeah. For, so the For lead the vocal. vocal has that Love place, to, yeah. this place to sit. That must be conventional, uh, maybe musician order or live sounds or something. Because that's, I mean, I imagine it's true for a lot of people, but almost identically, except for shakers. Right. I throw those up with percussion, but almost identical order. Yeah, I think. Um, I hope you guys are liking all this. <laughs> I think that whenever you, um, when you mix like that, it, it like, it kind of, for me, it feels very much like, like a live feel, sure. you know, it's yeah. like, cause your drums. It's a very live approach. You have yeah, to know, yeah, exactly. I think you have to be a bit of a musician to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, and not to throw anyone on the bus, but if you don't have musical knowledge of like drums being the foundation and then bass comes next cause it ties in with the kick pattern yeah. and so on and so on. You may not think of it that way, but I, I do the same thing. Um, I, I'm going to chime in and answer my own question. This will give you a chance to eat. Yeah, so you're I welcome. Uh, I think the worst thing for me, you said like chaos. I'm sure there are a lot of things we could think of. It's the same for me. It's chaos. A really difficult thing for me, I found, this is maybe less to do with just initially opening a mix and just more like a difficult thing about mixing for someone in general, but is when someone has really uh, fallen in love with their demo, which mm -hmm. we've had, we talk, we'll talk about this probably every episode, demo-itis. So I've learned to start by listening to whatever demo mix they sent me. And hopefully we've already talked about like, you know, yeah, see, I either figuratively um, or literally, I will like get a feel for like how obsessed with your demo are you? Yeah, I, I, um, I very much so, uh, ignore the demo Do you? almost always. Yeah. I, I mean, I will listen to it once I have what I consider to be a mix, yeah. you know, where I'm like, okay, I think this sounds really good. Sure. I then I will listen to the demo a few times yeah. because at that point, too, I'm also intimately familiar with the song. Sure. So if yeah. I hear something I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that guitar that they put louder, that's this, that's yeah. that, you know, and so I start, um, you know, reassessing things based on what they did. But also if I listen to their demo and I think, you know, like I'm looking for, I'm looking for things in their demo that they very clearly felt strongly That's about. what I'm identifying. You know, I'm like, with you though. You don't want to just go in trying to recreate it. Right. Because like, like if I hear like, oh, they're definitely guitars forward in this mix. Like, okay, that's what I'm going to be focusing on to start off is like getting these guitars forward in the mix. So mm -hmm. Because I was actually, you know, I was, I was listening. Um, I, I'm trying to go back to doing the 90s mix reviews. And so I was listening oh, to yeah. a bunch of 90s music. One of those going to catch, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I just got to be consistent with them. I just stopped doing them because I was on tour and I couldn't, but now that I'm back, I should get back into it. But um, one of the um, one of the things that I, I think about a lot with like 90s music um, specifically and, and in comparison to today, because they had all, for the most part, almost all the same things that we have now in terms of like, you know, there's some like cool effects stuff that exists now and plugins that are in ours. But for the most part, like, you know, Chris Lord Algy had enough 1176s to 
put one on every single track and sure. could absolutely do it just like you do today and sure. going through an SSL, which a lot of people are doing the SSL yep. play. So we're not vastly different. Yeah. So there was decisions that a lot of times were made in the 90s that I found to be so interesting. Like, for example, if you listen to like a corn song or like um, any um, any band that that came like that that brought their verses down to like the way that like hip hop is where it's like mm -hmm. just drums maybe a bass line and then like some real high guitars but sure. spaced out so yep. there's a lot of space like it's dynamically like, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. like and then and then you get to the choruses and the choruses are huge you know and a lot of those 90s songs are really interesting because they use the um they use the mental like effect of knowing that that there's drums in this song to then take them out of the chorus or not have them as like heavy because the guitars will end up coming in so yeah. heavy on these choruses. And it was so interesting to me to listen today because it's like you get to like some of the choruses on the, on these songs. Like I was listening to Freak on a Leash by Korn. Yeah. And it's like you almost don't hear the drums at all when you get into the chorus. The it's The guitars are, are so, yeah, it's a yeah. wall of sound. And it's like they very much chose yeah. in that moment to uh, to bring those guitars There's in your guitar face song. and stack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. and so it was like, and and you still feel the drums and you know that they're happening, but if yeah. you really had to like dig in to hear a lot of the stuff that's happening in a chorus, like yeah. even like the cymbal work is so crazy because it's yeah. like you almost barely hear it, you yeah. know? It's like the guitars take up so much space in that shit. Yeah. So you there was there was cool decisions that were made in a lot of that for stuff. sure. My buddy and I were talking about something <clears throat> similar recently, actually. Shout out Emerson, uh, but. We were talking about a hook of a song we were working on, and really similarly, we had to bring the drums down. Uh, if, if your drums are too present in the hook, it I know this sounds obvious, but even if the guitars are at the same level, but you bring the drums up to be more present, it will make the song feel quieter. Yeah. You have to almost bury them because then it gives this perceived, like, oh, wow, everything just got really loud. Yeah, yeah. The drummer's just railing the drums, and still he's buried. So it carries a bunch of energy. I think it's a... I've not identified it, honestly, until he mentioned it, and then here you are talking about it. But yeah. I actually think that's a decent little tip, is, like, if you're going for an overwhelmingly loud hook, especially if it's guitars or some kind of top end, even if it's pop, some kind of big synth thing, if you, uh, it sounds counterintuitive, but if you pull the instrument or the the uh, percussion down just a little bit, whatever yeah. rhythmically is going on, it can make the track feel more overwhelming. Which yeah, is definitely. What you're going for definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, those are the types of things that that I'm looking for specifically because I want to know like what they were thinking and, and you know and, and sometimes sometimes you do that and people get you get the first mix pass back and they're yeah. like. Hey man, what happened to the drums in the chorus? So yeah. it's definitely yeah, yeah. a thing that you have to be cognizant of, and like where they're placing their vocal inside of things. Yeah. You know, it, it is not a like a foregone conclusion that that the vocal has to be loud and present. Yeah. yeah, in the whole sure. thing. And I and I love when people are all right with that. You yeah. Know? I, yeah, yeah. One of my least favorite mix comments. Uh, from just an, a normie, you yeah. know, is like, well, I couldn't really understand everything that that he was saying, you know, like I can't sure. hear all the lyrics, you yeah. know, could we make the vocal louder so we can really understand? Yeah. And it's forgive like, me, but that's such a mom note. Like, oh, sweetie, I couldn't mm -hmm. hear all the lyrics. I yeah, I just hear, wanted to hear I what you hear were saying. The poem you wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a funny thing because, um, you know, uh, really the '90s is when that took off to be like, you know, this is gonna happen. You know, because yeah. prior to that, there was so much music that was just like. 
you know, you, 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 you didn't understand most of what Hendrix was saying, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. even, even some Led Zeppelin stuff. It's like, there was dynamics in the vocal where Robert Plant would come down and you're like, you didn't hear exactly what he was saying. Yeah. If, if he wasn't in that higher register where it was like belting out, yeah. it's hard to make out some of those yeah. lyrics and stuff. And But sometimes conceptually that, by the way, it causes the listener to lean in. You, you almost yeah. need that. It's where everything is and mixed turn up, in this pop. You know? sense. Yeah, is mixed in this pop sense where vocals are so prominent, yeah, um, and so center and so forward. But I think it's true sometimes, especially for an intimate song or again for a really loud, energetic part. Duck them back, and it causes people to lean in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I definitely there is something that I mean. I play a lot with the um, psychological like aspects of a song, yeah. you know, whereas like there's a lot of stuff that I do that I very specifically want a reaction from a person. I want to have them physically involved in this song. Sure. Because so you're thinking through how to get that. From yeah. The yeah. And yeah. I'm definitely like on, you know, I'm, 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 I'm all in on having something real quiet at the beginning of the track. So you turn up because you're like, Oh, what? It's too quiet. And then then it's like, and it hits you twice as hard. And you're just like, Whoa, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely into like, you know, hiding things underneath things. Sure. Yeah. And, and like, there's a, a thing I do a lot of times, uh, which is, um, I'll make something way too loud. Sure. And I've talked about this too, before on TikTok about, um, you know, if you listen to a Rolling Stones song, Especially like, you know, Sticky Fingers era, like, you know, mm. uh, uh, there is like, there is almost always, uh, sometime late in the song, a percussion element, usually a tambo or a shaker, that comes in so loud, sure. louder than the lead vocal, you know, yeah. like where you're just like, whoa, like who brought that tambo into the, but it has this effect of, when that's the part where people start getting bored of a song, you oh, know, once sure. they get through I like think, their favorite verse or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, and then, but then you get into this like third bridge or, or third chorus slash bridge kind of section. And all of a sudden a tambo comes in and it's yeah. just like, it wakes you back up in the song. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've commented back and forth about this and I know we both posted about it, but that's a, I don't even know how or why we went all the way into mixed tips here. It's about mm. as technical as we've ever gotten by yeah. the way yeah, yeah, on this yeah. podcast, but the most making things loud. Yeah. Just make something loud. We, you've talked about it. And it doesn't it have to stay loud. No. You know, just make it loud for a second. But just choose something. And Your brain will never forget that it's there. Totally. You know? Yeah, and conversely, this is what I've had to share about a lot, but if you're going for this perfect, everything's in its right place all the time thing, that's to me, in the end, that sounds like a boring, boring mix. Boring song, yeah. Yep, yeah, so. it's a boring mix. I, I definitely think that... Um, you know, I, I did always in my early days try and go with this like I want to feel like it's a perfect mix and everything. And I mean, and still always I want I, it. I do think that um, I think that the perfect mix is an imperfect mix. It's just my sure. thought process on it is that like if there isn't something that's like like identifiably jarring in some way or like uh, like catches your ear in a way, yeah. it's just not exciting to me yeah. you know it's like i think uh, this goes back to a thing i bring up a lot which is that um you know the the perfection of having a computer and being able to have everything exactly perfect all the yeah. time um it has damaged music a little bit in the sense that um in the sense that like some of those things that they used to do to cover up bullshit you know it's like yeah. the um what is it the um uh, the Kink song, You Really Got Me. Yeah. There's like a famous story about how 
he screams fuck because he hit like a the guitar hit the oh, in the no way. I mean, I heard oh that. no I mean, I heard no the song, but I didn't no know. And, yeah. and, and, and but actually like underneath you can very quietly hear yeah. like this like fuck because he like oh, wow. hits a cymbal with the guitar while yeah. he's like jamming out or whatever and like and Funny. like a whole thing happens but it's like they built the whole part around sure covering yeah. that up because yeah. it was like, oh, so I think that that's what we miss a lot of times from music and what makes music kind of essentially like boring now is that we aren't doing these things to cover stuff up or sure. like, you know, it's like we have all these like very perfect samples oh, yeah. and these perfect gonna, yeah. drums and these, per and if we don't have something like to, that's like fucked up, it just doesn't really sound like music to me. It sounds sure. like, yeah. you know, it sounds too sterile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, shared many times but perfection literally is the easiest outcome yeah there, there are a lot of things you could do uh try to make things interesting this and that but perfection is really simple yeah. every plugin is aimed at perf well not every plugin but a lot of plugins yeah i mean i was just i did a um i did a recording a few days ago at the steinway uh oh, store in beverly hills yeah. And yeah, you would think like, oh man, that, that sounds crazy or whatever, you know, but actually we go over there and their little rehearsal hall, it's like right on, um, it's on the corner of two major ones. It's like, uh, it's in Beverly Hills. I want to say it's like Western and something. I forget. But anyway, um, no, it's, that's way too far east. Um, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter because nobody cares. You could just Google Beverly Hills. Uh. Stein. But it's on the corner of two major yeah. streets in Beverly Hills and... Uh, and they have a big glass window, mm. you know? So it's like, we're trying to record this piano and oh, and it's like, you know, yeah. you know, like there's yeah. like cars stopping and idling at yeah. the, 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 the light and bass is going off from people's systems sure. and all sorts of stuff. And as soon as I got done, I was like, dang, man, I need to bust out the RX and yeah. start like do. So, but it was like, while we were doing it, the girl was like, oh, is this going to be a problem? Like, is this going to... And I was like, honestly, probably not. You yeah. know, like, yeah, even yeah. though it's just a bare bones piano, I'm yeah. sure that there is plenty of technology out there yeah. for me to edit out, you know, these things that yeah. happen every now and then. Or just, you know, we'll get a couple takes and I'll comp a, yeah. a line or two from the other one if we need to, whatever. But um, yeah, it was like, it was kind of... It was, it, it's like, it's so simple now to make things perfect and, yeah. and amazing so it's kind of just a little bit boring to me these days for sure yeah, yeah that's i mean that's kind of the point of that conversation if is if perfection is easy which it is technical perfection is now easy then perfection really shouldn't be your goal because it's just too easy and it's yeah. going to be boring but backpedaling all the way to where we started and then to our topic which is family muck you know mukbang or yeah taco bell family food and the family lunch. but uh i want to circle back and say back to the demo thing and then back to annoying mixes looming over both of us hmm. The demo thing, I agree. I think it's actually a good topic, so that's why I want to bounce back to it. I, I don't. I wouldn't suggest someone start mixing from the artist's demo, but I will say I've learned and I've had it sting many times where I mix an entire song the way I want to, and right. I stand by my decision. I love it. So it doesn't change that creatively, but in the end, maybe I forgot to ask, or maybe I overlooked this part of an email or something. Right. I send it to the artist, and they're like, "Look, I this is I appreciate it, but I was really." I really like this and this and this right, and this about the right. demo. So I have learned the hard way, for better or for worse, like it or not, to ask that question up front and say, is there, what version of this song have you been right. listening to? I'm not asking to start there. I, you're, I even, I will literally verbalize and say, you're hiring me for a reason. Right. So I'm going to do, for your sake and for mine, I'm going to do what, what feels best to me because that's what you're hiring me for. But 
is there a demo I need? It's almost like asking about yeah. an ex-girlfriend. I mean, is there I a demo do, I need to know about? I always do ask them for, uh, you know, anybody that I mix for, unless I get something that I know for a fact that, like, I, anything I do is going to be an improvement to the thing. Sure. I That's do the ask best, for, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know. Just set up for a home run. Yeah. You're the just, like, so sitting terrible. down, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah. This will be easy. Yeah. Yep. Like, anything I do As is long as they think good. it's horrible. Yeah. Nothing's worse than it being horrible, but and then, them oh, my God, it. I've had that. Yeah. That's so but that's what you got to find out. You got to find out. Like, but, do you do you like your demo? Is there something you're hoping to maintain from it? If not, like the best is when someone's yeah. like, "Look, I don't even care. Do whatever you want." Yep. Yeah. So uh, so part of my process whenever I do get a mix in from somebody, you know, is like loading it into Pro Tools and always putting the way I do it actually um, because and there is a tip for anybody that's um, that's out there, you know, uh, mixing and having a hard time finding a way to incorporate their demos into the mix to listen to them like. In a good because if if you're just playing the demo from you know the uh, from the 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 wave file or the MP3 that they sure. sent and you're just hitting spacebar on it yeah. or or putting it in you know Apple Music or whatever to like do you're not able to compare section to section sure you know yeah, yeah. and you then if you put aligned. it into your into your session. Uh, it's going to have the same master output, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, so it's going to go through your compressor or yeah. your, your master chain or whatever. Yeah. So this is my little side tip on that. If nobody has ever figured this out in Pro Tools already, you can do this. I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a way to do it in other things, but maybe not because some don't have great capabilities. But um, in Pro Tools, what I do is I set it to another output, say three, four sure. or something yeah. like that. But instead of... Um, routing it out three, four, I go to the IO setup and you can change the output to go out one, two still, oh, but not through your master chain. But bypassing the chain. Yeah, so it bypasses the chain. You're teaching me right now. So if you Have do you that. Have you posted this tip on TikTok? I haven't actually. I should. You that's should. actually a good point. But, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's no, a no. brilliant thing. So then you can actually have it lined up right beside sure. the other yeah, one, yeah, yeah. still going out your same yeah. you know, monitor outputs or whatever. And if people are using Apollos, this is really helpful because yeah. like you don't want to set up another set of speakers and then go back. You know, it's like, yeah. so, you, um, so you just route them out to the same same output, but not through the master chain. And then you can, you know, uh, AB them. And then I just, you know, I'll, I'll solo that track up and then yeah. I'm muted. Cause then you can just shift S shift oh, M incredible. and, and turn going back and forth between the two. And it's easy to just this chorus and this chorus, yeah, you know, sure. it's like, we actually I do all that, it. but the, the routing tip is a great tip. I'm usually just having to bypass annoyingly yeah. my entire master. Which this sounds like nitpicky, but that puts a good ten seconds between right bouncing. Yeah, to be able to, to have it instantly. so it's it's just going. Yep, yeah. yeah. because no, because even I mean your memory when it comes to music is way worse than you could possibly. I'm literally dealing with a client right now who um, he's, she's very rad, but she'll send me like an email back and be like, I really like the way it sounded in 1.2 or 1.3 sure. or something. Yeah. And then I'll go back and reference that and I'll be like, well, I didn't even put it in yet in 1.3. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even, you're just, uh. so then I got to figure out what things she's actually talking about yeah. and where her memory jarred it from. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, so yeah, your memory, even, Long-term, short-term, even like seconds even can make a huge yeah. difference in your perception of what you're, what you're listening to and how you're comparing them. And then if you can actually just, I mean, that is a real simple thing because it's like, if you want to listen to that track, you just, you know, shift M, shift S yeah. and, you know, unmute it Brilliant. and solo it. And it just solos that track. You're only listening to that. Then you shift S, shift M and, and you're back to listening to the other track wow. again. I'm and, legitimately today. 
After Houston mixes today, speaking of catching up and being behind, I'm going to try this tip today. Yeah. So wish Will luck. Me too, but mostly Will on catching up on his mixes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm very behind right now. The touring and the, and the uh, life that happens when you get back from tour. It's like you think you're going to get back and just jump right into things. But, yeah. you know, been, and I've been busy. I've been taking sessions at East West. Of course, and yeah, yeah. Doing stuff. So, um... So, uh, so. We, actually, this is a great pivot point because one of the reasons I'm a little bit behind is because um, June has been a, uh, you know, Father's Day is in June, so went and spent time with my kid. And then also, she has a, every year, I don't know why... I don't know what the like the the plan behind this is or why they do this, but the the dance like uh, school that she goes to, mm -hmm. they do their big recital every year on the Friday and Saturday prior to Father's Day. Okay. So it's like every year on Father's Day, always lands right I'm, there. Yeah, I'm always gonna be there in Phoenix watching my yeah. daughter do a recital, and she's now um, she's now 13. She's gonna be 14 in September, and uh, she's been doing this since she was four. Incredible. So she is. Um, she has devoted her life to dance and to to doing that, and she's she's really great. And so for her, you said she's cooler than you. Oh yeah, she's way cooler than me. I'm she's sure she's so knows great. It. She actually, I I was really proud of. Um, this is a side tangent, but I was really proud of her recently because we were driving in a car uh, with her mom, and I said something a little off color, maybe that. Um, Maybe that I won't repeat in yeah, public don't, I don't ever. Wanna, yeah, yep. But I said something a little off color, and my daughter straight called me on it and was like... Good for her. Yeah, and, I, and she was like, why would you say something like that? That's extremely disrespectful, and like you, you need to... Be, you know, you, you need Dude, to, I love it. you need to evolve and, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, man, like I was so proud of her. Like I honestly, I was like, thank you so much for doing that. I was like, I'm glad that Good for you. both you feel confident enough to be able to correct me on yeah. something and tell me I'm being wrong. And also that like, you know, that I will hundred percent take that into consideration yeah. because I think that, you know, you, she's my barometer for being a good person. You yeah. know, she's actually like very sweet and kind and polite yeah. and like, you know, respectful and everything. So I take, I take lessons from her. I don't know how to do it. Incredible. You know? But yeah, then also this week she had a, um, she had a, a dance competition, like the nationals or whatever were down in San Diego. Wow. So I had to go down there too and like see her dance and everything. So a lot of time has been spent around being dad duty yeah. recently. Well, not a lot of time, but a fair amount of time. Much less than you do because your family lives with you. And, and uh, I, I was thinking about this on the way over today with like the way we both have a family, but we're like a tale of two cities on how sure, we're like yeah. doing it. Because it's like I'd like everyone to know that any joke made about the difference between Will and I and our lifestyles is coming from Will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it comes from you, it's funny. <laughs> it, if it comes from me, it's a di I'm, I'm dick. I'm yeah, a dick. Yeah, yeah, So also, I just want everyone to totally, know. I'd be fine. I, I laugh at it either way because it is like, I, I mean, I, I would, um, this goes back to, so, so to delve right into this family situation, the way that my career has been uh, planned and, and arranged, like I, when I left, school and I came out to California, my daughter and my girlfriend at the time, her mom stayed in, in Phoenix yeah. because they were like, well, we're not going to come out there where you're making minimum wage in sure. Los Angeles yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And gone all the time um, hustling. Yeah. And so for the better part of, and when I first got here as, as a, um, as an intern, I was like, well, my family's not here. Yeah. 
I am going to put a hundred percent. Sure. So you just go in head first. You know, it's like everything. There is. There's nothing that will be more important than the studio. And then I, the way that I did it is like you know at the time it was it was really difficult to travel back and forth to Phoenix. It's like a five and a half hour drive or whatever. So it's not yeah. like especially when you're working a lot of twelve and sixteen hour oh, days. You know, yeah, a, a lot of times I would leave on a Friday night after I got done with my session, maybe at midnight sure yeah. you know and then i would drive back to phoenix get there at five in the morning wow. sleep for a few hours at best yeah you know and like wake up try to wake up by like 10 or 11 at the latest so that um i could spend the day with my kid and sure. hang out and like we'd go and like do the you know dad stuff all for the saturday and sunday and then sunday night once she had to go to bed i would get back in the car and drive back to la and wow and, and sleep in, a few hours morning, yeah. and then get up in the next day and, and start engineering again. Wow. So it was like, I had to, um, I had to take very serious, you know, like effort to make my family still be a thing. Yeah. And, uh, shout out to my ex, you know, like we did not make it through this, <laughs> this not arrangement, funny, the but the she, phrasing. she has always, um, been supportive, even in like the most worst times of wow. me making sure that I spent time with my daughter and that my daughter never missed me. You know, sure. she would get her on FaceTime and now yeah. she has like her she own was phone, supportive so of you being present. Me. Yeah. yeah. She, even when I'm she, sure she wasn't a fan of you. Yes. And personally. she always made sure that my daughter, uh, knew that, you know, that I was doing something, yeah. that it wasn't that it was more important sure. than her, that it yeah. was just that, um, that I was, you know, that I was, I was, I was, I was trying to make something of myself yeah. and it takes a lot of dedication and yeah. she always framed it in that way. Yeah. Like the same way that now my daughter is very dedicated to being a dancer. Sure. You know, and when I say that, like, you got to understand, we spend probably twenty twenty five thousand dollars a year crazy on dance stuff yeah you know and Incredible. then on top of that uh i mean she's doing she's about to cut back because she's going into high school and she's starting some other stuff but wow. she does you know 16 hours of dance a week wow in addition to you know like doing school, you know, school yeah, and, and all life. that stuff and she's an honor student and everything so she wow. has, she does she puts a lot i mean to she basically gets out of school and goes to dance yeah. and then comes home at like nine o'clock at night and wow. takes a shower, does her homework and goes to sleep. And like, she's, she's doing that same. So, uh, so she's definitely been given a lesson of like, yeah. if you want to be very good at something, you have to invest a lot of time in it. And, yeah. and it's hard now, especially as she gets older for me to even see her because like, you know, it's like, well, what time, when do you have free? Yeah. You know, it's like not any weekends, yeah. you know, not weekdays. Not, yeah. It's like summertime is the only time where she actually has a little bit break of things. And sure. of course, summertime's kind of the busiest time for me. So yeah. it's like really difficult and our schedules don't line up very well for me to see her. But I think that, um, especially with today's, you know, communication and everything, yeah. with the fact that I can text her, she has her own phone, I can text her anytime, I call her anytime, she calls me. Uh, I, I mentioned this before, I think, but she's started playing piano and everything. And no way. Like, and she'll, she'll, she'll text me a, like a Taylor Swift song or something like yeah. that and be like, Is what's... playing? Yeah. And she, wow. or like, or, well, she'll be trying to learn it. Sure. And she'll yeah. be like, what's this chord or whatever? Yeah. And then, you know, and, and I'll either figure it out or Google it. And like, yeah. you know, and then I'll be like, oh, it's this. And I show it to her on a piano. And then like, we go back and forth. So we definitely have a very good relationship. And that's... 
Um, that's a, a really difficult thing to I'm do. I'm sure. Yeah, in you this probably had to fight to be that president. Yeah, it is. It's it's very difficult. You, on the other hand, uh, are very present in your kids' lives. You've uh, and you have a third one on the way. We do. That's very I've had exciting. Sex three times. <laughs> Can yes. you guys believe it? Yes. Will's only trophies. had sex one time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I have two kids. Uh, it's a great topic, by the way. I know you set it up, and uh, you know we'll have to title the episode something about family, so that people, family. as they wade through twenty minutes of Taco <laughs> yeah. Bell and random mix shit, they know that something good is coming. I, I think this is a great topic, not just because we care about it and have our own approaches, and you know, so we can kind of cover different angles of it. But I do, I do, and I'm sure you do too. I get asked about this all the time. I actually think, uh, not to pat us on the back, but I'm going to, I think more people should talk about this in the industry. It's yeah. easy to talk about Pro Tools tips, little production nugget, you yeah. know, th- but, but I think uh, juggling family or just life, whatever that yeah. is, for us yeah. it's family, um, but just juggling real life. In audio is not talked about a ton. Yeah, it's um, not. It's, it's not really put to, and, and honestly, it, to me, that's the hardest part about this industry yeah. is the fact that you are going to be putting in hours and yeah. hours every single day of your life. There's no days off. There's yeah. no, you know, you're always going to be on to the fluid, next project. Yeah. You're never you're working, so like, you're always working. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, and, and how to manage that and still be, uh, you know, present in your kids' lives yeah. and, and be a part of what they're doing and, and uh, and in your case, your business is literally in your home with your. It is family. now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll say. So again, I think it's a great topic. Hopefully, we can give some kind of wisdom. We both know there is no answer, and I mean Definitely. that. I'm trying to sound so like, but there's just no solid answer. Even for me, I mean, I've made it work, but like I can look back and I'll share some of this. But it's also. Uh, just based on the flow of my life that it worked out. If I had to start at a different time, if I was starting now, I couldn't make it work. I'm not trying to deter someone out there with two and a half kids, but like, I don't think I could start now. Does that make sense? So a part of it is flow and just circumstance and privilege and all those things. But um, all that said, yeah, I have uh, definitely fought to stay present early on. Um, I'll share the the beginning and then where it's at now and, and then we'll talk through the process together. But like early on, I, as I just said, I could not have had a family. And right. then I started, we shared this in another episode, but at 17, right. I lived at my parents' house. They weren't rich, but I got to stay at home. I was 17. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I stayed there, uh, my parents, when I was 18, it's a whole other conversation, but my parents had a house fire. Our entire oh, house right, burned to the right. ground. That's, that's yep. where you lost the mixer and from. So, yes. Yep. And so, <laughs> Uh, we, they rebuilt a house. It was just terrible, but perfect timing as terrible as that sounds because they rebuilt a house and they put a, a, like an apartment above the garage for me. It was just a big oh, room. Nice. But yeah. so I stayed there until I was 23, 24, until I was married, whatever. Right. So point is, uh, did I, you live with your wife before you got married or no. were you guys, you guys got married and yep. then just good old fashioned, good old fashioned. Yep, what can I say? You know, and having sex three times. We have sex a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> three times now. Um, but <laughs> I can't let joke. Once it happens, I can't let it go. Uh, so I couldn't. That's the point I'm trying to make is I honestly, I, I want to like paint a realistic picture for people. I don't think I could start now yeah. with three. So I have empathy, sympathy, all of it for anyone who's starting with a family or in your your case, in your defense, it was just so different than my, you guys had to keep a family alive and it's a different hustle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a, so as a 17-year-old kid, the fact that I got to grind out a solid five, six years of a career, um, just a mess of a career. I've already right. made these jokes, but I wasn't good. I didn't have a ton of work. It took a lot of time. Right. The fact that I got to do all of that, or at least a lot of that initial just being an idiot 
uh, I got to do that without kids and, right. and even without a yeah, wife. Because, uh, you know, there is nothing like uh, living on Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, I mean, it like is good. For, for years because, yeah. like, that's what you can afford. Sure. Because, you know, and then to bring a, a kid into that. Now, I, now, I had it tough with that because yeah. it was like I was paying LA rent. And Dude, Phoenix rent. Crazy. You know, while also, you know, so I, I mean. On an intern wage or yeah, maybe on, just starting yeah, out after a, that, a, but it, a, I, I can't imagine it was a ton. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. You know, it was like, um, you know, it was like, uh, I think I think I was probably making like four grand a month at yeah. like my best whenever I was starting out, you know, like yeah. three years in or whatever. Dude, in LA, was, that's crazy. Yeah, and it was like. I, I had a I had an eight hundred dollar apartment in yeah. Koreatown, and luckily at that time, you know, like Phoenix wasn't the monster that it is right now in the real estate market. Yeah. So like we had we had a three bedroom house in Phoenix. This was the funniest Jeez. thing in the world. We had a three bedroom house in Phoenix, right? Big backyard, nice neighborhood. Yeah. We lived right by the Glendale um, Stadium in Phoenix, oh, wow. uh, yeah. by the the Cardinal Stadium, yep. and uh, beautiful place, beautiful neighborhood, all that stuff. And it was only like. A thousand dollars a month, wow, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I only need I needed eighteen hundred a month for you yeah. know, rents, you know, which now I pay twenty three hundred a yeah. month or something just for my place, and yeah. then my ex's place is, uh, I think I give her like sixteen hundred a month or something like that, Crazy. you know. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm living life on hard mode. You paying, are, yeah. I've heard you joke about that shit. before. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. You know, back then it was like I I lived off of. I, I lived off of a, a lot of a very large amount of going to um, what's that Smart and Final? You know Smart and Final? No, the grocery store. It's basically oh, yeah, like, like a Denton Bent kind of place. It's like yeah, it's like a low key like Costco, really. Sure, like, with what it yeah. is, they sell a lot of bulk stuff. Sure, lot, yeah. And I would go there and just buy like the forty pack of corn dogs or yeah. something, and like <laughs> I just lived off of like corn yeah. dogs, and uh, I'd buy like. I buy like eggs. I buy like a, a dozen eggs yeah. and a pack of sausage and yeah. a bunch of tortillas. And I would eat breakfast tacos every day. Wow. You know, like every single day. Man, until, and just until it runs out. Go yeah, just, more. you know, because yeah. it was like one of those things. It's like you can buy a bit of it. It's not a lot of money. You can sure. feed yourself every day, all that stuff. Yeah. And like I started getting very good at uh, at purchasing, you know, like a lot of food that I could make quickly because that was yeah. important too. And like, and uh, and could still like you know uh, sustain myself and yeah. not become disgusting and, and gross or whatever. Sure. So it was like a lot. Of, and I cannot imagine if I had you know been living with my my daughter and my ex and Man. like you know trying to yeah. trying to feed all of us at the same time. Luckily, like my ex had a decent job and yeah. like made a little bit of money or whatever, and um, so she could. Basically, the way we split is like I took care of the rent and yeah. she took care of my daughter, like making yeah. sure she had food, making sure, sure she had school stuff, making sure all that yeah. stuff. And that was the split was like, hey, uh, this will be my financial responsibility. Sure. I will always make sure that you have this, yeah. you know, and very luckily, like this is this again, this is a very important lesson because I'm sure this is your your situation as well. It's like having a partner who um, who manages the the different aspects and allows like it to be compartmentalized where yeah. it's like your, your responsibility is this 
and I, I, I only am going to rely on you for this. If you can do anything else, that's great. Yeah. But if you, you know, like as long as you do this, I will manage this, yeah. you know, yeah. and then, and then we'll meet in the middle and yeah. go out on yeah, yeah. weekends and stuff. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I think you're just talking about a well-defined partnership. Yeah. Whatever yeah, this sure. and this is. Yeah. Not that it worked out. out with me and my ex, but <laughs> that was mostly my fault to be fair. Sure. Oh. Well, good for you for, I, I don't know that, but good. If that's true, good for you for admitting it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll chime in and say, from my perspective, not to be comparative, but my perspective, it has, uh, my family has stayed together because uh, we are a good fit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 not only do I adore my wife, I actually like my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the point I'm making is, uh, that is not to make this about marriage, but we both know what I'm trying to acknowledge is, this isn't just as simple as like how to make audio in a family work. Like, making a family work is... is a lifetime of books and podcasts right. and right. sermon. You know what I mean? Like that we could never cover all that. So I'm acknowledging it's a massive separate topic, but that helps that, yeah. that we and, just... And also just to to make sure that we're saying this for those of you who don't know the situations that we are. Shane is happily married. How many? How long have <laughs> you been married? Uh, 11 years, almost 11 12. 11 years. Yeah. Happily married, 11 years, expecting his third child. Uh, perfect husband and father. He it's does everything true, but wonderful. I, but I'll take uh, it. I... He does everything wonderful. Have uh, I have been divorced three times? Uh, I have um, I have made every mistake that you can make inside of a relationship, inside of the audio world and a relationship. You know, like uh, a huge part of the the issues that me and my third wife had that led to the divorce was. Uh, I I went on tour for sure um, two months. Yeah, you know, whenever yeah. she was. Basically, she had come from England to America and wow. like moved in with me, and we got married. And then the first thing I did was left, you wow. know, like yeah. went on tour and disappeared for two months. And yeah. uh, to be fair, she did that all the time as well, but yeah. it was a little bit more of like this was her lane. That sure, she, that was, she was a touring musician. Oh wow, she was in a band, and yeah. like that was her thing. She still does that to this day. Yeah. Um. But I was not able to make those compromises and like yeah. you know those situations work out many times to this point. Yeah. So yeah. you're definitely looking at two very different perspectives. And I think from me, you're going to learn a lot more about what not to do. <laughs> Whereas laughing, from Shane, you could learn advice. a lot of like very good, uh, you know, this is how we make it work and it, and it stays yeah. that way kind of yeah. information. So uh, That's true. And I think that context does help. I, I'll have, I, based on what you just said, I have some questions, but I'll finish the, the spiel really quick and say, so, so yeah, back to, I'm remembering where we were. I wouldn't have been able to, start now. Yeah. I started at 17 and was able to grind out those first handful of years the way that I did because I had no responsibilities. Yeah. Even when my wife and I were married, we were just content, happy enough to be really poor for a while. Um, and I didn't have kids for a few years even after that. Yeah. So again, point I'm making is that that's, I mean, I don't, that's a tip, but if you don't have kids yet and you want to make this work, it, it's ideal without kids. It's yeah. ideal. Like to it, if, it, you, if you can just dig in and grind it out before you have a family, that would be helpful. It absolutely is like, and that's why I have so much, you know, my friend Ben, uh, he started at East West before I did. He's a, he's a really great engineer. He did some of the Fleetwood Mac stuff that was wow. recently released. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's always been somebody that I looked up to, which is hilarious because whenever I got to this studio, yeah. I was 25 or 26 years old yeah. starting out and he was 19, I think, Wow. you know, and he had been working here since he was 18 yeah. and he was one of the first people that they hired out of school. He was, I mean, he was a baby whenever I yeah. met him. And now to think about that now being like, wow, he was 18, but 
he had no he had no, he had no family responsibility yeah, like it's a he good had, way to start if he can, started if out yeah. very young in a very good position with nothing that yeah. he had to like uh, you know when you just have to take care of yourself man this job is so much it's it's yeah. hard to even have a solid girlfriend in this industry sure. you yeah. know like yeah it's going to require a ton of hours i mean this is probably true for any job honestly that might just be if you're really trying to chase something yes like chase a dream just conventional wisdom is do what you can to hold off a family, but uh, fast forward to now. I, we, we've shared our stories. I shared my story in a past episode, but many years in a big commercial space, touring bands. My wife and I were on staff doing music at a church for you. So a lot of music stuff in there, but the studio was the main thing yeah. through all of it. So fast forward to now, and I work from home. I'm a present father. That's a whole different hustle because I'm so present that I actually have to. Uh, we've talked this, uh, about this a lot, but like the fluidity of schedules. Mm-hmm. That, that's the, the most difficult thing for me is I have so much time and so much freedom. Um, which is a great blessing, but it takes a ton of discipline to say, okay, this is, I have to work now. Yeah. I'm going to spend time with my wife now. I'm going to spend time with my kids yeah. now. And if I don't do that, then either none of it happens or it happens, but it feels like a mess. Yeah. It feels like chaos. It feels like chaos even when it's going well. So yeah. I've just had to, and that's my personality a little bit, but I've had to learn to draw defined lines around things. Um, I think the main, if I could boil even a piece of advice down and we'll keep talking, but uh, there was a moment man, five, six, seven years ago, where we, uh, just speaking to, because I, I talked about no family at the beginning, now where it's at, which I'm not perfect, but it's a lot better. The, the best piece of advice I can give you comes from the middle where we were slammed, yeah. stupid busy between all the things I said earlier, music, uh, the studio, my own music, traveling, uh, church stuff. And we, uh, we were supposed to take this little mini staycation. We we're going to house it for some friends who had a really nice house on the water in the Seattle area. We're there and on a day off, like it was a decided like, Hey, we're going to be off for three days without even thinking I was so busy and so used to just staying in the work in, like in grind mode. It sounds like we're like some bullshit <laughs> grind podcast, but you know, I was so in the zone that we're on vacation, like actively not working. And I like put my backpack on, got all ready. I'm like, all right, babe, I'm going to run to the studio for a little while. I was close enough to do that. Yeah. And you get the point I'm making. And it was like this, I had this, she really, but we had this moment of self-awareness where it's like, something's wrong here. If on literal vacation without any conversation or regard, sure. you're just casually going to go to work. Right. You shouldn't have to work, which, you know, you work hard, grind, whatever. But this was vacation. Yeah. So we had like, she cried. It was this big thing, rightfully so. And it was that moment that I first learned the lesson that I just shared. And it is to make it work again, maybe the best advice I can give to you from a guy who has a family who stays present and and has stayed with my wife, um, that I had at that moment to decide to draw defined boundaries around everything. And it wasn't perfect, but we went from no days off. And that sounds like some motivational thing, no days off, no (laughs) sleep, but in a bad way. We went from like literally think of a seven day schedule. We we had a realization then like okay we don't even have a day off right. between all these things. We are not taking any time off. You're with the kids at this time. I had one kid. Maybe she was pregnant with the second one. I can't remember, but that was what hit us. Is we we're not taking any time as a family. So we tried at that point to and it was like pulling teeth. It was a, it was tough. But we we reeled our schedule back to where we just barely had a day off. Yeah, and that's the best suggestion I can make. I could extrapolate that through the whole lesson. But my point is, we just we had to reclaim our own lives slowly yeah. but surely. We went to a day, and then we added a couple nights where I would come home for dinner. That's how busy it was. I wasn't home even. For, you know how that is. Yeah, I wasn't home even for dinner. Yeah. A good day. I kid you not. During this era, a good day was a day when we had a, a staff meeting together at the church we were at. 
because that staff meeting meant we got to drop the kids off with my parents right. and go to the meeting together. It wasn't a date. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't anything. But <laughs> yeah. at least, at least we were without the kids and together. Right. And then I would drop them off at home. This is a good day because on a bad day I would go to work right away in the morning instead of the meeting together. I would drop them off at home, say noon one. She would handle them for the rest of the day, and I would work until like eleven, twelve yeah. on a good day. And that put us home in time to like throw on an episode of the office or something. Right. You know what I mean? And, and then that was like, Oh, that was a pretty, ch like we had some time together. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, we just had to like slowly start reeling back in. We made time, tried to make time for a day off together. Like I said, I tried to be home for a couple dinners. We do that. And then I got to a place again, full circle, not perfect at it, but now I just have to plan it. I yeah. tell people all the time with a schedule as fluid as mine, I'm sure it's similar for you in your own ways, however you end up handling it. But if I don't plan it, it's not happening. Yeah. I don't, if you saw my schedule and looked at the way I make money, even the money, you would think, you'd think, oh my God, that guy's life is great. But, but it is like, is a wave crashing constantly. Yeah. If, if I don't organize it, it is chaos. Um, and so I've, I've tell people all the time again, you, you want your life to be fluid, but you will drown yeah. in that much fluid. So I've had to learn to just yeah, define it. I definitely have, um, you know, like, especially now in my current relationship, I've made points out of making sure that, um, what I can, you know, if, if I feel like I've been, you know, on the road for a while, or I feel like I'm doing, you know, way too many late night sessions yep. and I'm just not seeing my partner at all. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, I need to make sure I say like a date night, you know, this week, yeah. you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's spontaneous. Like yeah. a lot of times it's like, Oh shit! Like it's like six o'clock. Like you have just enough time. Let to me hit her real in. quick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe we can go have dinner real quick. And yeah. like, but it's like you do always have to make a focus. And and that's you know that's any relationship you want to work while you want to make work while you're doing this job yeah. is like, uh, is is finding a time to either fit it in or prioritize yep. it. You know, it's like yep. those are the two choices that you have because if you if you don't fit it in or prioritize it at some point in time, you will just you'll just be busy all the time. Yeah, and that's sure. you know, it a blessing and a curse in in all ways. Yep. Like obviously I've chosen the work a lot of times in my career yeah. and it has it, it has caused the end of my relationships for sure. In your defense, there is this is kind of a um gosh, what's the I had, I had a word for it, but I lost it. But essentially, like, there is a great benefit to being on call, yeah. to, to being able to be on call, which is really not conducive for, for maintaining a relationship. So, yeah. again, back to suggesting people not have a kid or a serious relationship yeah. at first. If you can I afford mean, for many years to just stay on call. It, it is so much for me that, you know, being on call and everything. Like, just yeah. this, this, that's a, this week, I had um, three sessions here yeah. at East West. Wow. All of them last minute, hey, what are you sure. doing Friday? Yep. Like, literally, I have a session tomorrow. What are you doing Friday? Yep. I can be here. Cool. Yep. You know, like, and so, um, you know, and and if I, whenever I start any relationship, especially after all the failures that I had, yeah. uh, I, I start off with this conversation about, look, like, Make no sure matter how understand. serious yeah. this gets, like, you got to understand, like, to this point, yeah. I have prioritized music over everything else yeah. in my life, and there will continue to be a prioritization yeah. of that. yeah. Although yeah. I want, uh, you know, to be a healthy, normal human being yeah. as well. So, uh, you know, if if you feel like you're getting neglected and 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 aren't getting the attention that you need as a human being from somebody, you, you need to 
bring that up to me and yeah. like I will I will immediately recognize I'm never hostile about it and that's a thing that everybody should really learn is like yeah. when you are in a relationship with somebody and you um and you get that from them where they're like hey you're just not here and I yeah. need more from you you got to be like accepting them. yeah, yeah. you got to be accepting yeah. of the fact that that is a very real situation yeah. that absolutely is happening and yeah. like and you are probably you know it's like I get on essentially like work benders where sure. I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm like three weeks in, I'm just like, man, I've just been working every day. Like yeah. I, and I don't even really notice how long it's been since I've taken a day off. There was, I want to say in the beginning, yeah, it was the beginning of this year. I remember we talked about this because of the Coachella thing, like the beginning of this year, I, I basically just worked from sure. January to the end Almost of April. literally nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Like I just did not stop the entire time. And, yeah. and you don't, you don't notice when you're four months deep in just working every single day because yeah. you've just been getting up every single day and just doing it. Yeah. So it's like, it's very easy to lose the perspective of how long you've been doing it, how long you've been at work, like how yeah. much time you're, you're away. Like, man, like sometimes I realize like I, I haven't, I like, I haven't fed my cats in days, wow. you know, yeah. and like if my, sure. if, if my girlfriend wasn't there to like, you know, to, to check on them, yeah. to see that, yeah. you know, and be like, Hey, all right, cats and feed yeah. them and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I might not even notice, Man. you know, like I might yep. just be home at some point in time. That's why before, um, <laughs> before her and I were together, I, I used to just leave a, a big old gallon of food out for my cats all the wow. time. Yeah, just, just like, so they had something to pick yeah, off of. Eat, eat, I wanna, before we move on, I want to break down something you just said as a tip, like give it as a tip, even though maybe you didn't intend it that way. I do think uh, that is a great suggestion. If if you are still in a life space where you just got to stay on call, which is a part of the job in, in some way, especially yeah. when it comes to real session work, um, I think having a conversation with your partner about that will go a long way. Yeah. You know what I mean? One end of the conversation, and both both of these are valid, actually, but one far end is like harsh boundaries, right? Which I'll speak to that, and I'm sure you have your own. I know you know how to say no. You're, yeah. You can confront, you can have deal with confrontation, so you know how to say no. But that's one end of it, is like drawing boundaries. The other end is like, yeah, sometimes you do just have to hustle it out. You got to go on a work bender, whatever you called it. And so I think it's a really good tip is to tell, like, just talk be honest with the person you're with or your yeah. family, whoever, whoever's affected by it. When things aren't, when you're not in the heat of it, let them know like, Hey, this is a thing for me. This job is effectively on call. Yeah. I want you to know, I love you bitch at me if you need to like yeah. with respect, like meaning like you can tell me I'm it's yeah. too much. And I, I promise you, I'm going to do my best to stay open and, and, and listen. Um, and then you can maybe commit to them. Like I'll try my best. I'm going to try to stay healthy. Yeah. I'm going to try to stay, you know, when you tell me I'm pushing too hard for your sake or for right. mine, I'll try to listen. I think that goes a long way. Cause on honestly, one portion of this conversation is there is just a, a reality to the chaos that this is. I found the yeah. word I was looking for earlier. There's kind of a, uh, a boundarylessness to this job. And I mean that relationally, like yeah. people might, like you said, you got a call for something tomorrow. That's just kind of the nature of the industry is that there, people have a tough time with boundaries in this industry right. and it kind of functions on this boundaryless thing where right. you're like, you just, Hey, can you, can you have this done by next week? And it's like, I mean, I guess, you yeah. know, yeah. um, for me and I've, that, that's honestly, that's a good reminder for me too. If I'm really in the zone, those are conversations I've definitely had to have with my wife many more times I've forgotten to and it's right. ended in a meltdown. On the flip side, something I've had to learn, and I'd be curious how you deal with this because, again, I know your personality. You can say no. Um, these days, I've really learned, and this is a privilege of the place I'm at in my career. I want to be clear. This wouldn't have worked for me at, at 18 yeah. through my mid-20s. I, I almost had to say yes, right? Yeah. To, to like keep yeah. up, you almost yeah. have to say yes. That's God, there's tips all over the place. Yeah. That's, honestly, you want to build a career? 
be the guy who's free enough or the, the girl who's free enough to say yes to everything. Yeah. So that set that aside. Yeah, and, and I've talked about that. That's been such a monstrous part of my career you is being to. able to like yeah. say yes so often. Like yep. even starting here as an assistant, you know, it was like it's a massive career. It tip. was it was so and and back to the boundaries thing too, to tie that in. Yep. Uh, you know, whenever I was working here as an assistant and Candace would hit me up about something that I was like, hey, you know, I'm going back to Phoenix Saturday and Sunday, so I won't be in town. And then something comes in and she's like, hey, I need you to work Saturday and Sunday. And so uh, many times, you know, the conversation would be like me hitting my ex up and be like, hey, is there another weekend that would work sure. out? I'm trying to like, I, this is a big opportunity for me. Yep. Like I, and, and for her to be understanding because she knew that I, what I was doing, she knows the nature know, of your nature, job. Yeah. it was to be like, Oh, okay, cool. You're going to, if that's, if that's the case. Okay. Sure. But like, were you, I, I, were, you need to make it up somehow. Yeah, I you expect to, you to make yeah, it work yeah, some other time. I expect you to yeah. like, you know, and, uh, and, and then at the same time, there was times where, and, and it wasn't a lot, but there was times where I had to just tell Candace, like, I'm sorry, I just can't. I yeah. just cannot do this like I want to. But, you know, it's like uh, uh, usually it came to and this is a through line for my whole life is like when it comes to my daughter, if she needs me there or wants me there for yeah. something like and it's important to her. Yeah, I, I there's nothing there. There's no I mean you know, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix could be reincarnated <laughs> and walk in sure. the front door yeah. and be like, Hey man, I'm ready to record an album. Like, yeah. You know what? Can we start on Monday? Yeah. Cause well, like, that's I'm going to go, you really, know, that's like, great. Yeah. That's great advice. Cause I would absolutely like, I would always prioritize my daughter yep. over anything and, and just, Amazing. you know, this, this last, her dance recital or whatever, yep. um, her, I, you know, I, her mom told me to get there it was on a Friday, uh, and her mom told me like, oh, it starts at six thirty or whatever, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna get up and drive at like noon or whatever, sure. and then I'll, I'll get there around like five thirty, six o'clock, yeah. and, and whatever. And it started getting kind of close to the time. Yeah. And my daughter asked her mom, she's like, is he gonna make it? Yeah. And she's like, your dad has never no. missed anything. Honestly, that's you a know? great it's like, testament to your, your yeah, dedication to if, father. If there's anything that you can rely on, your dad yeah. has never missed your dance recital. Really like never, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, sure enough, I got there. Uh, yeah. I, I was a little late cause I stopped to get some flowers. She needed some flowers. Yeah. You know, you can't, yep. you can't have a dance recital and not give her a bouquet of yeah. flowers afterwards. Yeah. It's like tradition. It's sweet, man. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's like, you know, there's certain things that, that line, I, I just, I, it doesn't matter. You sure. know, it's like, yeah. if, if my daughter is doing something, this, this thing that she did on Tuesday, it was her last dance performance as part of this team potentially yeah. for like, you know, for her life. And she was sad. Yeah. She was crying a little bit because well, she was like, sure, yeah. you know, it was like a big thing. And yep. like, cause next year she's like planning on doing some other life, attack. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so for her, I was just like, you know, it's like, well, I'm, of course I'm going to be there. This is a big moment for you. It's yeah. important. I don't care. Nothing. People hit me on Tuesday. I was actually, um, this killer Mike song that, um, has been getting a lot of attention that I did the scientists and engineers with, yeah. with, uh, Andre 3000. Um, uh, we had to do a radio edit for it and they wanted me to like, it wasn't just a chop the, you know, cleans and like yeah. get all that stuff. It was like, it was a whole bunch of like, Hey, we want to make a hook out of this so that it has a little bit more of sure. you know, a thing. Yeah. And so anyway, I had to spend some time doing it and it wasn't as easy as just like taking the instrument on the acapella and like, you know, chopping pieces. I had to actually like go back to the original session and anyway, all that to say, uh, I, I got it to a place where I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm trying to get this done before I leave. And I know it's important for y'all and y'all are on a time frame. Yeah. 
but I'm going to San Diego tomorrow morning yeah. to go and see my daughter dance and I will be gone all day yeah. and I cannot do anything tomorrow. Yeah. So you have the option right now, you know, you, we can either bang this thing out right now yeah. or you can wait until Wednesday yeah. and, and I'll check back in with you in the morning. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's just like, it doesn't matter how big it is. It's a, a monster yeah. song right now. It's like very popular and shit and, and it's important to get it on the radio and do all this stuff, yeah. but I don't, I don't care. Yeah. You know, my daughter will always be before anybody else Has that exists. To. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in and say that's the, the perfect example of, of what I'm talking about. And that is getting to a place where you have the ability to say no. And again, I will acknowledge we just said it, but a great piece of career advice for anyone coming up is figure out a way to say yes. So I realize yeah. it's counterintuitive to what I'm saying, but like you'll go a long way if, if you can spend a chunk of years of your life saying yes to almost everything. Yeah. You want to level up over your peers, say yes to a bunch. You get to a place though, what we're, we're describing it now, where you have to learn to say no, not only for the sake of like your own mental health, all that stuff, but, uh, and, and just having like the balls to yeah. say no. But in addition to that, speaking of family stuff and the topic of the episode here, uh, to draw those lines around family. For me, I've gotten to a place where I let people know like, hey, I'm, I'm effectively unavailable on the weekend. Sometimes right. I'll text people back, but I build that in right. from the beginning. Um, something I'll say is it, it's usually a combination of a handful of things. Either it's, it could be, uh, that gets you to a place where you can say no. Um, like rapport, rapport with a client, like someone knows you and trusts you enough that they respect like, hey, I'm going to give him space. Right, he needs space right. for his family. It can also be clout. Like if you have enough clout, someone, sometimes people, I'm sure this happens to you, someone will come to me, they need something. And if I don't want to do it, that's a whole other no. Right. Just, I'll just say no. Yeah. But it's uh, if there's any lesson here, when <clears throat> if or when any of you get to this place, there's also like a bit of a business tactic to it where I'll tell someone like it's almost a trust fall where I trust my own, it sounds dickish, but like <laughs> trust my own clout. Right. But I'll say like, look, I, I love the song. Let's say hypothetically, this is what's happening. I'd love to produce it with you. Um, I can't, I cannot do that date. So if you got to do something else, do it. 100, go right. for it, you know, right. thumbs up. But I think we would kill it together. And I think if you, I bet you can wait right. for me. If you can wait a week, I'm your guy. You know, and, and being able to say no like that, I have found early in my career, again, I, I was nervous to probably didn't have the right or authority to. Now, uh, if you can can find the language to say it, a lot of times people will hold on to you. And I, right. I've seen other people, I won't shout out names, but mentors, I've had other people who, who have gotten to a place where they probably need to listen to an episode like this. They have the authority or they're at a place in their career where they deserve to say no sometimes or to draw boundaries and they never learn to. Yeah. So they say yes to stuff. And I've observed people say yes to something like under pressure or I'm like, dude, you, not to sound like it's power dynamics, but you have so much power and authority in the situation you could have easily said no. Yeah. Just say no. Tell them you can't do it on Friday. You'll do it Monday or yeah. next Friday. Yeah, yeah. And they would have listened. So Yeah, I, think- I, I get a lot of that now these days. Like I, I definitely have enough people that hit me up and like, hey, uh, I want to do this. Like what what's and and if I can't do it, yeah, uh, a lot of times, most of the time, you know, and I'll, I do the same thing. I'll be like, hey, I, I, I can recommend you somebody to like yeah. do that that day if it has to be that day. Yep. Yeah. But I can do you know, two days later or something, we can yeah. work on that. And like, and a lot of times I'll find people will, will move to work with me. And yeah. that's, and that's definitely where you get to eventually with like what you're saying about like the cloud of it and all, but even just in general, and I'm going to out myself right now for something that I do, uh, intentionally, because I'd say about 50% of the time, 75% of the time, if you text me and I don't respond right away, yeah. it's cause I'm busy doing something. Sure. 
but about 25% of the time, <laughs> I'm just not going to respond right away because I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, beholden to my cell phone. You sure. do not, you do not uh, get instant communication with me. Sure, at yeah, anything. it's not a right. It is a privilege yeah. that I respond to you expediently. And yeah. I actually had that piano gig at, at the Steinway thing. When they first reached out to me, it was the Friday that was my daughter's dance recital. Yeah. So I was driving to Phoenix and when they first reach out to me, uh, I didn't get the message right away because I was driving and yeah. I just, I'm not texting and shit like that. I'm just rocking out to some, you know, yeah. 90s album or something usually. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't get it right away. But then whenever I saw it, they asked if I was available on Wednesday. And I was like, let me check my schedule when I stop. I'm on the road. You know, I just did a little voice text thing to him. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm on the road. I'll check whenever I stop. But, um, you know, uh, uh, I'll let you know. Yeah. And then, um, and then I didn't stop till basically I got to Phoenix. I was running a little bit behind, so I didn't really have time. Yeah. And then they like texted me again. It was like, Hey, any update on your schedule? Yeah. And so right before I walked into my daughter's dance recital, I like looked at my schedule. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm free on Wednesday. I can do this. Yeah. So I text her back, let her know I'm free and everything. And then I go in to this, to the, um, dance recital, shut my phone off, put it on silent or whatever. And I just didn't listen to it. And then I, when I got out, there was texts from this woman again yeah, being yeah. like, how much, you know, what's it, blah, blah, blah. And then when, by the time I finally responded, she said, oh, actually, I'm sorry. Like we got somebody else. Oh, you wow. Know? Yeah. And I was like, cool. No problem. You yeah. know, like, no problem. Let me know if you ever need anything. Yeah. Thanks for the interest. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, and so I just moved on with my day. Yeah. And uh, the next morning I got another text from this woman yeah. being like, Actually, this person said that they wouldn't do it because it wasn't enough time. You know, it's like they just yeah. needed like two hours or something. Oh, like that. wow. Okay. Yeah. They're like they wouldn't do it because it wasn't a big enough project. Uh, are you, can you still do it? Sure. You know? Yeah. And so I just, I, you know, I didn't get upset about losing that gig. I knew like I prioritized paying attention to my daughter at that yeah. time. I prioritized not worrying about what's happening with work. Yeah. And if it's that immediate of a, of a need for you to get in touch with me or whatever, yeah. then like, well, that's just a bummer, man. You yeah. know, like I yeah. hope that it works out for you the next time. But I don't, I don't think that if you reach out to me, if you text me and 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 whatever, I I just don't think that I owe you an immediate response. Yeah, yeah. And and we we used to live in a world not that long ago. Yeah. That if you wanted to get in touch with somebody, you called where they were at yeah. and they may or may not be there and yeah. you got a message and everything. Yeah, and then, and then like, they just they got should, back to you when they could. And they got back to you when they could. Yeah. And like uh, one of the things that bums me out about our world right now is yeah. the fact that that's like a, that's a bit of a thing. Like we expect immediate responses from people and everybody's all like, yeah. oh, I and, and I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not that. You yeah. know, like you're like that a little bit too. I know like where yeah. it's like, you know, if you get texted, if I text you after like 10 o'clock, actually nine o'clock usually. <laughs> yeah. it's Conservative like, dad mode. It, yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not expecting a response until the next day, yeah. you know, and yeah. like maybe not even immediately the next day. Like I, I know, and, and I'm trying to build that into my own like personality. You said something yeah. before about um, telling clients that, you know, I'm not available on the weekends, yeah. you know, and like, man, when you said that, my brain was just like, man, I got to start doing that. <laughs> like, I, mean, I got to start telling people, look, I don't answer the phone on the weekends, you yeah. know, if I'm, or like my days off. And I, I actually tweeted that once not too long ago where I said, um, you know, uh, I'm not answering phone calls on my day off and I'm not telling you when my day off is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cause that's, that's how I really feel is like, yeah. it's like, if I'm, if I'm off, 
and I've decided to do something else. Like, I don't owe you a minute, an immediate response. Yeah. You know, you can get by in your life without having an immediate response. Yeah. And sometimes if I look at the text and it's from somebody important and it's, and it's like a pressing matter, yep. like I will break Same. my own yeah. code and be like, okay, yeah. all right, yes, I can, you know, do yep. But but having that, um, having a, some sort of boundary with with clients where they don't expect you to immediately respond. Yeah, you know, they don't expect you to do stuff immediately. E- that's even almost a tip, just on some like the guy who's always answering and always like right sure. away. It's like yeah, it's what, too thirsty. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. thirsty. Yep. You know, it's like yeah. I'm not thirsty for anything. It's I true, could, yeah. I could decline every phone call for a month and still be yeah. fine with yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It's not know? that we're playing hard to get, but it's true. There, people do respect it. Yeah. Something along those lines, I'll say is, I will not that it's manipulation, <clears throat> but I'll be honest in a way that pulls them in. Uh, I will tell, like when I tell someone it's my time off, I'll highlight, like, yeah, I'm off. I, I try to protect time for the family. If you really need me, you can get a hold of me, but I'm going to be spending time with my family. Right. No one, most people, most sane people, uh, will, I'll say it this way, not no one. Most sane people will be happy that you're spending time with your family. Yeah. Or at the very least, they're not going to bitch about it right, right. then and there. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. So they're yeah. going to be like, oh yeah, of course, man, do, you know, do yeah, your yeah, thing. Yeah. And they'll respect it. And so I just try to set that precedent up front. And then if I want to contact them on the weekend, sometimes I do, I'm not perfect. And I, I imagine it's similar for you. I don't know, but I often have spillover, so I get to the weekend and I shouldn't be working, but I, I, I'll zip up a few little things right. Saturday afternoon when my kids are playing and they don't know it because I don't want them to feel like I'm working. That's important to me too, that they feel like I'm, I'm with them, but you know, I'll sneak something in here and there. Um, but yeah, I try to include them in it and, and let the, uh, artist feel like respect for it. Like, right. Oh man, of course I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. do your thing. Yeah. And, and you find, especially like a lot of artists have their own families and shit, you 100%. know, and it's like, and they're yep. also understanding of that. And yep. like, especially as I get older and I work with people who are also older, you yeah. know, a lot of times, you know, it's like the, we have, you know, it, a commonality in yep. that to totally. say like, Oh yeah, yep. man, you know, my daughter's a teenager as well. No, like, they respect it. We, yeah. we, it's very, she's very into this and you'll find, you know, that's like a great, I mean, if you want to really bond with a client, yeah. you know, like especially one that has a child, like yeah. that's that's an immediate point to 100%. like jump into is like, yep. oh, you have kids. Like, yeah, I have a daughter. Like, oh, yep. I also have a daughter. How old's your daughter? Uh, uh. Yep. Oh, it's crazy, right? You know, kids these days and all yeah. that shit. It's you an know? immediate but, connection. They, they, they'll yeah. understand it more. And, and then you can you can build that relationship into your new client situation. Yeah. And, and, and yep. you, uh, I smiled when you were talking just a minute ago because... Um, you had a TikTok recently that I, I absolutely loved where you, I don't know what the hell you were explaining because I that none of that mattered to me in my brain. <laughs> um, but right Hold in the middle really of it. Listen. Mm, That's going to be big. Churros. I want to hear this. I'm sorry, but I just realized I should uh, take right, advantage of how. Right in the middle of the TikTok, your daughter comes in the room. She's all, daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> yeah. and, and you just yeah. left it too, which I thought was great because like you're, again, building that relationship into uh, into even your TikTok you yeah. know, crowd. That doesn't happen know. often, but yeah, yeah, I was just trying to yeah, be honest. Yeah. And, yeah. and I thought it was cute, you know, yeah. because I thought like, you know, it's like you, you, um, you didn't, you tried to like finish your thought, but yeah. you also were acknowledging her and like doing yeah. that stuff. And and uh, the follow up to that, or what I uh, what I want to ask about that is like now because you work at home, and especially now that you're having a a, a baby, you yep. know, on the way, like how uh, how how does your family respond to those things? Like, is there dad's in his room? Like, is it off limits, or yep. is it like do you? And then also when you, you know with this new child coming along, like. Are, are, you know, you're going to have to deal with 
sound and and for sure and yeah. clients coming in, around and yeah. like maybe your child needs a nap you know babies yep. are the toughest because of like these little like yeah you can't oh, plan yeah, things, yeah yeah and like oh man she's just really fussy right now i gotta yep. put her in bed yeah. or like you know this is like that so uh so how how does your family respond to your uh your great situation question. yeah again i can't help but acknowledge it just wouldn't have worked early in my career right it was i was booked by the way it's a different conversation when you are booked for sessions we both know how that is and you're still in that often it's a different thing most of my uh, work is just between the client and i and is is pretty rarely on a schedule it's like yeah. up to me it's on right. my schedule but we're not working on booked time but um to answer the question it's interesting it's a good thing i love especially in contrast with what i talked about earlier when things were crazy five six seven years ago i love that i get to be with them so often my kids um they, I don't think they understand how lucky they are. And I don't mean that like they should be more grateful. <laughs> yeah. My point is, no they don't, I think to them, it probably feels like, oh, dad, you're always working. When I'm like, well, no, you're actually just lucky that you, you're you seeing, seeing me work. Me work yeah. You wouldn't, yeah, most moms or dads would leave if they're right. working. Yeah. But So I have to articulate that. Honestly, it's just a lesson. And they, maybe they'll never know it. I think they'll just grow up thinking this is normal. Right. But I try to articulate, like, actually, it's it's kind of special that your mom and I are home. Right. But I am working, and they, they don't get it. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, because, yeah, like, growing up, it's like, you know, my dad left to yeah. go to work from yep. he he was gone from five in the morning yeah. until five at night every yeah. single day uh five days a week and then yep. he also uh he also volunteered as a paramedic oh wow. and so he would be gone a bunch of nights as sure. well he would yeah. sleep at the ambulance yeah. station so your like dad a, being at work was you you knew he was at he's work. just gone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. gone and like um and you know i do remember as a kid like always like, oh, well, I could call my dad at work at any time. Sure, and like, sure. no, I, we knew the receptionist at yeah. his job and like, hey, it's it's yeah. Will, I'm calling for my dad. And like, you know, I didn't have to say Dave on Spock, please, or yeah. anything. It was like, hey, it's Will, I'm calling for my dad. And like, yeah. felt very welcomed to have a conversation with him. And he yeah. was always at his desk pretty much. So it yeah. was available, but yeah. but it was like gone. You know, yeah, it's oh, like totally. you don't you don't see them doing. For all I know, he could have spent the entire day making rubber band balls and just bouncing it <laughs> off the wall. Like yeah. I didn't see him do work, yeah. but your kids actually see you all the time sitting yeah. down, like which is music a good and, thing. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it makes it interesting for boundaries and stuff like yeah. that. But it works. I will also say so. That's the answer to that. They you know they they give me some space, and it's often, especially my wife will will try to approach a portion of the day at least where it's like dad's at work. Right, we got to give him space. Um, if I have artists over, you asked about that and, and things being quiet and the baby and stuff, most of my work, like I said, it's very rarely tracking anymore. And if yeah. it is, it's in the box sometimes more rarely, but sometimes an artist comes in or flies in, we're doing vocals. Then I take those really seriously. Right. Um, this is just a privilege, but honestly, the way our house is laid out, my kids still know how to scream, right. like just nobody's business, but it's honestly, it's a total blessing. It's perfect. The studio is on, uh, one end of the house and the, uh, we have a huge living room. Uh, dining room and kitchen and the bedrooms are on the far right, side right. multiple doors away so not only do the does the artist get a little bit of a semblance like they know it's my home right um, and i'll speak to that actually here in a second too but they get a little bit of the semblance of professionalism if they're in which again isn't a big portion of my job but maybe like 30 percent someone's in on top of that i can they can be pretty quiet like we have the baby she'll be back in the bedroom it is the furthest point from the right. studio, so and you're not really blasting, anyways. Like no, it's not it's like not, you're... honestly, yeah, that's rarely an issue. I could totally see it being one, but in my because now, of my unique. Now workflow, I blast in my house. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah hell yeah. yeah, yeah, all the time. I used to get notes on my door from my really? neighbors all the time, and I felt for them. You oh, know, I'm sure. like because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like I would be annoyed too. Yeah, but also 
anytime they're doing anything, I'm not over there complaining. No, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. have fun, y'all. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, that's, I'm I've lucky definitely in that blessed. way too. This is again, total side note, probably not the case for most people, but my studio is just an office room uh, in the house, but it is, we live in um, like condo type things and it doesn't share any walls is the bottom line. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. That's below really it is the entry to the, to the um, courtyard. So it's only like five units, but it's the entry to the courtyard. So no one's below. Uh, all the other walls are outward or our place. Right. And then one is like half shared with someone else's office, but they don't, I, before we even moved in, I called the guy right. and was just honest, which I think is probably yeah. a good tip for anyone working from home. If, if you can make it happen without messing your situation up. But I was just like, man, is there a baby sleeping over there? Like what's going yeah, on yeah, on that wall? Yeah. Cause I'm going to make some noise and he doesn't care. The other thing I'll say about artists coming and this is about boundaries and like, and this just really doesn't apply to most people early in their career, but I'm also at a place. My kids run up to the door. If it is noisy for me, this is honest, but maybe this wouldn't have worked early in my career. But for me, I just consider that a privilege of like, I let you come to my house. Right. If, if that bothers you, which is totally fair. Some people, if you're looking for a like East West, yeah. dark professional yeah, rent stu- a studio, exactly. you're, you well, are free to rent yes. a place. And to I work mean it in. with respect to, I get that there's a time and place. I sure. spent many years, sorry, uh, engineering in that space where it was like, we came to work, work and right. I'm working hard. I believe I'm making better music than ever, but now that's kind of my approach is like, and I'll tell artists honestly, um, but yeah, it, it's the way I frame it is like, I'm, you're lucky I let you come over. You know right. what I mean? And I don't mean like you right. owe me, but I just mean if you're over, you're going to have to like yeah, almost you have find to it charming and a privilege yeah. that yeah, that, that Shane let me come where his kids are coming to the door. Because right. that's the priority. If my daughter wants to come bang on the door, which doesn't happen often, but that is the priority over you being uncomfortable sure. with a kid around. If you're uncomfortable with kids around, then I'm, and, and again, I really do mean this selflessly in their defense, then I'm probably not your guy. Yeah. You should probably book somewhere else. Very um, funny. Uh, this isn't the same thing, but I used to have this friend that would come over and complain about my dog uh-huh. and i was like bitch she lives here <laughs> yeah you know? you? like yeah like you don't live here like you can go away i don't yeah. care this is my dog's house Dude, that's know? so funny yeah <laughs> i try to and again i do it really graciously and I, I work hard if we're especially if someone flies in someone was just in for the last two days right. I, I don't think he saw my kids but once when they came in from a summer activity um, i really work hard to keep it professional so i'm just right. sharing that for everyone else it's, i also wouldn't suggest being a total you know, self-absorbed, like, right, you right. should make it, I'm, I'm, yeah. they're paying me money, like, yeah. more money than I could pay me. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going to give them a service, but, uh, so I, I work to be professional, but, but yeah, these days I just get to be. Yeah. It's, present. it's very interesting. So uh, if funny, I, when you were talking about the no adjoining wall, my first place in LA that, um, that I had by myself was yeah. this, this, um, it's like a bungalow in Koreatown. And it was like a, a group of these basically like, I don't, they were probably like 500 or 600 square foot apartments yeah. that just had like a shitty tiny little bedroom, a living room, and a kitchen. And, you and said they were one, like all... yeah, and there was like, and but none of them had any adjoining walls. So it was like, like a little village almost. Yeah, it was like a little village almost. And it was like probably, I think, maybe eight of these little apartments there. Yeah. If you've, in Koreatown, this is like a real common thing. Like there's a lot of these little, like, like, because they're built on the side of a mountain or some shit mm-hmm. or a hill or whatever. And then, and it's like, it It'll just be, it wouldn't, it, it's like not the type of setup where you could even have like a big real apartment complex. Sure. And so they just built a bunch of these little like, like one bedroom houses essentially, you know, and, um, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. Oh my God. It was, it was actually a great place to live. And it was like, uh, it was also a bit in the hood, you know, mm-hmm. like it was like, it was like a very prominent MS 13 neighborhood oh, wow. and shit. So it was like, there'd be people tagging outside all the time on this yeah. side and all that shit. But I, um, when I lived there for like three or four years, I think maybe five years, 
And I not one time ever got a noise complaint. And I would, I would mix four or five o'clock in the morning. Sub blasting. Because of the the wall separation. I think that was part of it. I think it was also the type of neighborhood where you don't call the cops on a noise disturbance. Yeah, no one wants the cops around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one wants the cops around. Yeah. And and that was like you know, uh, I dude, I swear this is like if you live in like an immigrant neighborhood, like this is one of the most amazing benefits of that is that like everybody is like a community in such a great place and everybody's so friendly and so nice. If you are respectful towards everybody, it's like like that's that whole neighborhood was like. El Salvadorian and, and 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 like every single one of them was cool and likewise like I'm never gonna bitch when you guys are out there at four and o'clock sure. in the morning yeah. for your daughter's quinceanera yeah. or whatever like doing yeah. some wops like yeah fuck yeah dog have it. a great time yeah rock that shit yeah. I don't care I can sleep through anything yeah. like I don't have no kids in my house yeah. like I, you're not messing me up and yeah. I I loved living in that neighborhood except for the fact that my motorcycle got stolen. My car got broken into like seven times. Oh, like there was okay. always a crackhead living on the corner. Sure. It was like a yeah. little bit of a tough neighborhood. Yeah. But also my neighbors were all great people. They were all cool. Yeah. If, if there was ever any problem, they would all just like, just come and say what's up. And, yeah. and it wasn't an issue. But I would mix. I mean, and I had a sub and, and wow. like everything. And I would be in my living room. Just bumping it. Just bumping it. Yeah. Four, five o'clock in the morning. Just wow. loud as hell. And nobody ever complained. Yeah. Windows Man. open in the summer because there was no AC and shit. Yeah. Just like loud as hell, five o'clock, nobody cared. Man. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever pissed my neighbor off. Shout out Frank. Frank's awesome. I've my my current situation is is it's like condo style or okay, like so townhouse got, style yeah, like apartments. Uh, so it's next like, to you and below and I got um I got next to me on either side. The People on the one side of me are a little bit younger, like my age, like, yeah. you know, maybe mid mid to late 30s or whatever. People on the other side are old. Uh, they're, they're like an older couple. They've been living there forever. They wow. had like they they I think they've been living there literally since like the 80s or yeah. some shit like that. Wow. They have this monster apartment on the corner. I've yeah. never seen the inside of it. Yeah. But from the outside, I'm just like, I'm always looking at the, like the Drawing dimensions. Out the map, I'm like, like, how big is this thing? Yeah. It's like, it's gotta be double the size of my apartment. And, yeah. and they're the nicest people. They've yeah. never once complained about anything that I've done. Yeah. They've never like, they've never been, they say hi to me every single day, yeah. but the people on the other side of me, and this was my own fault. I did this, uh, I, I set up my speakers against the one because I was, I was the, the loft in my house, like my it was on the second story and yeah. uh, and it, it, it's like longer than it is wide. Sure. So I was like, okay, well I want to shoot across the yeah. long way yeah, or yeah. whatever for the dimensions Basic of the studio. Tips, yeah, go long way. Yeah, go long. It should be what I did anyway. So I put it on the one side and. Um, and I just, I started getting notes like every day being oh, like, yeah, wow. dude, your bass is insane. Like, please turn it down. Like we're dying over here. Blah, yeah. blah. And I would like, I would, I, at first I was like taking into consideration. I was like, what in the hell are they complaining about? Yeah. I'm only using these Dyn audio BM fives. They're not like massive. Sure. I don't have a sub in here yeah. or whatever. Then, um, about a, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks into me being right there. Uh, apparently their office was on the other side. Okay. That's what they used as their office. Sure. And um, and the shit kept falling off of the walls on no their side way. because 
my, those Dynaudios are re-reported for the bass. Oh, so they're and, getting the bass you're not and getting. And they're getting all the bass. Yeah. And it, it was also resonating the wall, oh, too, sure. that so I didn't know. Wah. So it's just I'm just yeah. over there just like barely listening. Yeah. And on their side, the shit's just, wow. yeah. you know, like going crazy. Science. Yeah, so um, I did eventually move my setup to accommodate them and, sure. and make it a little Has bit nicer. Has it made nicer. a difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. stopped complaining. We didn't. We haven't had any issues. But yeah. I never once responded to any of their notes. Really? Because like the first... First one was like super passive aggressive and oh, like yeah. all like we really appreciate you having a music and blah 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 like sure. type yeah, like, shit. Don't like patronize yeah, me. Yeah, yeah yeah shut up you're yeah. mad i get it yeah. just say knock the fuck off yeah. i respond to that a lot better you yeah. know so yeah um so yeah so that was definitely a thing but eventually um yeah i switched things around and then i moved out of my house for a while and then back into my house and then out of my house and then back yeah. in i've been playing this game of back and forth and yeah and uh and so now i'm back into my house and we'll see how long i I That's right, because you're not in the studio anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to zoom out like aerial view for a second. I think we've covered a lot of these things, but I'll ask the ambiguous question. Uh, people say all the time, like, you, you can or you can't. And I know we've, we kind of cover both sides of that. But if someone were to ask you, can you do music? Can you do this and have a family? What, how would you answer? Uh, I know that's essentially what we've been answering this, this whole episode but i'm trying to ask the big question yeah i think um i think the the real through line on it is absolutely as long as you put the effort into it yeah you know to make it work sure you know, it's yeah. like that's what it really is always going to come down to you can do any man you could you could you could part-time this job and like sure. have some success if you yeah. put the effort in to make it work and yeah. you do the right things. You could, you can have all sorts of things going on. There's lots of people who find my friend, Andrew masters is a great example of yeah. this where he has, um, shout out Andrew. He's the one for those who are listening, but can't place the name. Cause I watch his stuff sometimes. Just yeah. For gear fun, yeah, he does the epic studio. Yeah, tours he like and goes uh, and films people's studios. You can yeah. find him on YouTube. I watch. Uh, he's a big YouTuber. Uh, he, he and I have been friends for years. Um, we started here at East West together, and then his story is actually this: the uh, I want a family story. You know, it's like he he left L.A. because you know the, this grind at East West is is was too much, and he was just like, I want to like prioritize doing some stuff and and he even left the audio industry a lot of people don't know this about him he left the audio industry and he was selling ring ring doorbell cameras oh wow in vegas door to door you yeah. know and like and security systems door to door because you know he moved to he moved to uh las vegas and it didn't have an audio scene and uh and he wow. wanted to be able to afford a place a nice yeah. house to live in and everything and have like a family and dogs yeah. and all that stuff and so he, he they moved out there and he did that for a little while and um and he, and bounced around and like tried to figure out what like the path yeah. was and everything and then eventually uh, moved to Nashville had a child yeah. uh, had a son is that where he's at now yeah he's right. in Nashville yeah. now and um, and he started. Uh, changing his view of like, well, I'm going like, to, well, first it was like when he got to Nashville, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to be an engineer again. Yeah. Now, and he's a good engineer and this isn't a drag at him at all. Like sure. that he was like, sure. cool. Like actually engineering and producing really takes too much time for me. Sure. Like I'm going to pivot to doing this. And that's when he started doing the YouTube stuff. And I remember Amazing. when he first yeah. started, he said, I'm, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to come out there and do a tour with this person. And yeah. I got Candace to hook me up with this person. Yeah. And, and he got some big high profile, like people to like yeah. do this stuff and figured out his camera shit. And like, you yeah. know, and, and, it, and also a big part of his success was the, uh, the rise of Bitcoin. He bought Bitcoin at the right time. No way. Yeah. 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 He was, I, I remember he was on Bitcoin when it was like two, $300 and stuff. Geez. 
and was like, you know, so he made a, a good amount of bread yeah. from that, I think, too. But um, but he he parlayed all that into, OK, I'm going to have my studio and like yeah. do my music. And that's going to be part of this house that we bought specifically to do this. Yeah. But I'm also going to use that to make, you know, my 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 videos and sure. like focus on that so that I can start making money and start getting like an income off of doing videos. Yeah. And then. I will have time to spend with my family. And yeah. he, his son is very incorporated into his lifestyle. Yeah. Like he's always sending me videos of his kid being like better at guitar than me and stuff, yeah. you know, already. And <laughs> like, so cool. right. You know, there was that, I just did a video not too long about that, like six year old kid, Miles, who's like, uh, you know, goes around this. He was at like, electric lady or some shit in wow. new york and he was like i want to do this with the drums and i want to and he's like playing the drums wow. playing the keys like doing all this stuff yeah and uh that's what his kid's like he doesn't really cool. post about it that much but his kid is like really future good. prodigy oh, type so cool. stuff so yeah. it's like but he he turned you know his family into part of the the deal like sure. his wife helps him run the the youtube and sure. like set set stuff up and takes care of stuff for him yeah. and, he, and his kid is you know, like in the studio with him. I always yeah, so he's his, incorporated it into his Yeah, so family his life. family life also has all these things. And yeah. I always thought that was great. You know, I'm very yeah. jealous of people who have like, you know, who have had their kids with them enough to yeah. be able to imprint like music onto sure. them. You know, yeah. I was like, my daughter's kind of missed out a little bit on that. In fact, for a very long time, she had just no idea what I did. Wow. You yeah. know, she had just, she just knows no dad does yeah. music yeah. and like, um, and now she's starting to get old enough that she's, you know, go, yeah. she comes to sh concerts sometimes. Oh, like yeah. I, I took, I think I told you this before, but I took her to the, uh, push a T concert. Oh, nice. Um, and, and, um, you know, and I was, I did the first part and then, you know, then we hung out afterwards and watched the show and she realized like, oh, we're in like this VIP section sure. and it's a whole thing. So now she's starting to understand that like I, I'm doing stuff yeah. and it's like a thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and, um, and also, um, I, she came to uh, one of the Johan shows that I did last year where I'm oh, actually cool. on stage, you know, yeah. and like, I think that was the first time she saw like, you know, I, I mean, oh, a like couple thousand people yeah. like watching me do yeah. music, you yeah. know, and her just standing at the side. So now she's like more proud of that whole yeah. situation and like so gets cool. it a little bit, but it's still, yeah. it's still like, you know, I wish that I had been able to put her in front. I tried all the time, like weekend dad, sure. you know, putting her in front of an instrument and yeah. like getting that part of her life too. But yeah. she rejected it forever. Yeah. That sounds like, I mean, she found the right thing. It sounds like, it sounds yeah, like yeah. And now that she's passionate stuff. about her dancing, yeah. now she has like, like I thought this was really cool whenever I was explaining like, like, you know, like uh four, four time to her and yeah. stuff like that. Or, or just the other day she hit me and was like, my teacher is counting this as in sixes, but I, I think it's in, eight, you know, dance yeah. is an eight, not four, but yeah. you know, four, four is sure. an, an eight step, you know, or an eight beat, you know, part or whatever. Sure. And she's like, I think it's an eights, but she's counting it in sixes. And I was like, I was able to explain to her like, no, actually, so it's a bar of music. Yeah. It has six notes in it, you uh, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and your teacher is misunderstanding this as being a, like a six, eight beat yeah. or whatever, but it's yeah. actually four, four and, uh, you okay, know, yeah. and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like she comes to me for these questions yeah. and she comes to me for like the ultimate of music knowledge, yeah. which I'm grateful for that she has that, you know, whatever. But, yeah. but also it's like, I do wish that I'd been able to, you know, Give at, her more at like two, two years old, be like, this is the piano, do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Man, but not I'm, everybody's kid has to be a pro. I mean, it's also, that's what she does with dance. She's a prodigy with dance. No, of so course. It's fine, and maybe so. it's not going to be her thing, even if you had. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 
think that about my kids often. And my son is now in drum lessons, which is fun for me. Yeah. My daughter will do piano soon. She wants to. But my point is, my dad, my parents were musicians. He tried to start me at five, and I wasn't into it at all. Right. But here I am, ironically, doing music full time. So right. they'll, they'll get in if, if they're meant to get into it, you or whoever, you know, uh, they will when it's time. But if they don't right away, it doesn't mean they're, they're not going to be into it. I definitely think as far as kids go, like it is really great to have the ability to show your kids that like um, that not all not all jobs are nine to fives and not yeah, all absolutely. jobs are like this rigid thing and that you can find a way to make money doing almost anything these yeah. days like that's that's the one thing that i thought california was so amazing at when i first came out here yeah. was like you meet some person that's like yeah i you know i sell beads you know yeah. like you sell beads yeah you sell beads like yeah. that's a job like yeah yep. yeah you know i set up at the uh at the swap meet every saturday yeah. and and i usually make about a thousand dollars and i yeah. you know and then and then i do that you know every weekend and yeah. that's my job it's like that's your job yep. is you sell yeah. beads at a I'll, flea market i'll jump in and say I, I think you're absolutely right i uh I, i'll circle back to the question and, and say of course i think you can have a family and make it work but in defense of the oddity of it in defense of some of your story it is and this is like an aerial view big picture thing i think is important to communicate it is a weird job it's, yeah. it's not a normal job. It's not a normal life. And I do think it's just wise and healthy to, to know that and accept it up front. It's yeah. just this isn't normal. What reminds me that I wanted to say that is what you just said, and that is. But if you feel like you want to do something different with your life and you can make like here's the best way to say it for me personally i couldn't imagine having a normal job no offense like sometimes yeah. i crave maybe the regularity of a nine to five or something but i just know i couldn't do it long term and so it that's an upside if that's in you if that's yeah. the kind of life you've, you're meant to lead and then speaking of kids which is what reminded me i absolutely agree i love that my kids will one day realize like oh our dad didn't really work yeah <laughs> like, he worked a ton but he didn't that wasn't a real job. That was they, they just don't know. You know what I mean? Your daughter yeah. doesn't fully understand. Um, and not that it's better. Again, I'm saying this. I mean, it's celebratory. I'm in a celebratory way, not to not like we're bragging, but like it's really the job you have is really cool. Your yeah. daughter probably doesn't have full context for that. Yeah. My kids don't understand how cool their life is and how cool what I do is. Yeah. My my wife and I all the time will joke with them like we're so cool. You guys have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You just have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, and then when they realize it will be lame by that time. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. So my point is, it is. It's true when you think of it that way um it's a fun thing speaking of kids it's a fun thing to i love that my kids will grow up knowing like i can do if there's something i'm into i can do it my yeah, dad and it can mom be a job did it a yep. almost anything can be a job you can these make days. it work yeah especially with the advent of social media I was just as we both, say, especially as now we both have discovered yeah. that like you know part of our side hustle is you know tiktok and and for making sure. videos yeah. and, and being out there so it's like yeah there's definitely room for uh i mean god i i <laughs> I saw this TikTok live the other day and you know how sometimes you get into these zones where it's like you'll see one and you stop to watch it because it's so absurd that you have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah. And then so you watch like five seconds or 10 seconds of it. And then the next thing you know, it just keeps showing up in your feed and it keeps trying to show you this, yeah. this. There was this one TikTok a few days ago that it was this very exasperated looking man with a a stack of nuts, oh, like you know, like and stack them up. yeah, and he's got them Those stacked so into like weird. a pyramid. It's so weird to me, and he's frustratingly almost putting it 
at the very last one and he won't get it on and he's making this face the whole time and it's dude it's so it hard bizarre. for me to watch the first time i saw it i was like what in the hell is going on and i started watching it and then i started looking and he had thousands of people and curiosity Jeez. this is the thing that gets me is like curiosity gets me sometimes because i have no interest in this i don't want to see this but there's like sure, yeah. there's and market research yeah. yeah there's market research that i'm curious about is like how is this and i look at and the guy's got thousands of people they're all giving him gifts to not put the the nut on to yeah. put the nut on to like people are going back and forth it's like uh give a gift and he'll remove one more yeah. and it's like he's just doing this like and for like I'm literally serious like hours of Jeez. this guy just doing this like uh and yeah. he doesn't say anything he doesn't do anything yeah. he's got thousands and thousands of followers like wow. so there is absolutely a market out there for you to do whatever whatever weird yeah. thing you want yeah whatever weird thing you're into I yeah I think it's great that our kids see people stacking nuts. <laughs> yeah stacking uh, nuts. no but for real I think it's a good it's a good thing for them to see it uh and again back to even like Trying to distill tips is we're we're pushing man we're almost yeah, we're almost we're, two hours we're pushing yeah, hour, right, and we're hour and a half we're hour we should, and I, half. can you guess that I have to pee you have to pee I have yeah, to yeah, pee yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you see someone commented um, like Jesus will let Shane go <laughs> <laughs> end, there was some ep- I can't remember where it was it was a TikTok or yeah. a comment on like podcasts app you can't comment on Spotify I don't think no whatever someone commented and they were like I love the episodes but. Will, will you please let Shane? <laughs> I, I saw some, somebody said, so, all right, so, so family's great. We touched a lot of that. Last little thing. Let's just uh, hit a few of these uh, recent Hold comments. Hold on, really quick. I want to say, boy, boy, to distill it down. I want to give one last right, serious right, thing. Distill it down. One last serious thing. Know that it's a weird job and be prepared to draw boundaries and have honest conversations. Yeah. I, I can't help but give it to such a serious thing. I think if you can go into it with that, you can make yeah. it work. Just be Even honest the about it. Talk about exactly, it. Exactly. Because it doesn't mean, I think the reason I want to highlight that one more time, it doesn't mean that it won't be crazy. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. It yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. Even for me, Always. even for you now being a present father, I think in, in the way, we're not perfect, but in the ways we have figured it out, we would both still say it's this is a bizarre job. Yeah, it's very so bizarre. So what I'm trying to highlight hard. is you never get to this like, oh, I figured it out. My life is totally normal now. Yeah. Absolutely not. What yeah. you do is again, you, you learn to have the discipline where you need it. You learn to have honest conversations when things are out of control. Yes. So do that and then and then go into it knowing that still it will be weird. And if you're still into it, good luck. Yeah. Okay. There, there we go. All right. So uh, there a few things. First off, these waters now. First off, uh, somebody, um, some of the comments that I've received that I thought somebody said, uh, uh, drinking game. Where anytime Shane says, "Oh, that could be a whole podcast on its own." I was thinking that too. <laughs> I, I observed the same thing on a run recently. I'm like, well, I said that probably. I should be taking notes, I guess. But yeah, yeah I say I, it ten times. It, we are now in the self-aware uh, universe of this. This will be our uh, ninth episode, I believe. Right? This is our ninth. Right? Yeah, we're and starting so, to learn our own tics. Yeah, and so stuff. we know our own our own issues. We definitely uh, we are squeaking oh, our chairs and, and clicking our bottles. Okay, I'll stop. And I'll stop. No, no, no. We are natural here. We are all natural. This is like this is like uh, like you know the the uh, uh, the the most real podcast. We are not. I, I I was recently a guest on somebody else's podcast, and uh, and it was this guy Travis who, uh, in response to the the Justin stuff uh, yeah. about me, he had said I got ten slots on Pro Tools and Justin share for anybody who's oh, wondering yeah. what this is talking yeah, about. Yeah. He um. He made a post saying about, I got 10 slots on this and I only have one left. What would you do? Yeah. And I was like, 
get rid of those nine others because it's just a <laughs> single vocal. Like you're just doing a, a voiceover. None of this stuff is essential. Like yeah. you're overcomplicating something very simple. And then Travis very humorously responded to that. I was like, I just edited your podcast and I'm using at least 10 plugins on everything <laughs> and bussing it to an aux so I can use more plugins. Wow. So he's like, he's like, you know, just know that I also have your back there just yeah. to, you know, humorous. Oh, but, um, uh, Travis was, you know, we, we had this whole conversation about he uses, you know, 10, 10 plugins on, on everything because he's doing, you know, denoising and he's doing you know, this and gain and limiting and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I put like three plugins on our shit. Like I, I basically cut some of the low end off. Yeah. I barely edit them at all. Like yeah. Braden does most of it now. Like Thanks, so, Braden. so yeah. So I barely edit them. I barely do anything like, uh, and I'm just, I, I listen to him and I'm like, cool. Yeah. Sounds fine. Dude, I, sounds I honestly, fine. I literally could the fact not that care. That's lazy or not. Just to me, I would rather it be raw and honest yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's just like, so you're welcome. We're putting up two microphones in a room and we're having a conversation. Like yeah. it, we're not, we're not going to ever be the, the podcast that puts real time. Not to be self-congratulatory here or anything. No. Well, and maybe, maybe one day it gets more professional. Maybe someone wants to pay us to do this seriously. Yes. Shout out, you know, shout, we'll shout whatever it is. Root Spons- beer. Yeah. We have root beer. Oh my God. Taco Bell. Oh my God. Taco Bell. But I, I, I'm, this is actually sincere. Uh, I like that it would be raw, even if it gets more professional, because this isn't our thing. Right. Music is our thing. Right. Same with our videos. And I mean, this yes. is now I am being self-congratulatory. I am fully comfortable with the podcast being slightly subpar, my video quality being slightly subpar, yes. all that stuff, because that's not what I do. No matter how much video stuff I do, yes. content, no matter how much podcast stuff we do, both of us are, I pro- still, and I think that's what makes this valuable. Yes. We are real guys doing real music with families. Or yes. That's really the thing. The rest of this is just auxiliary trying to get you some info. So you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, this, and enjoy and, how and again, lazy this is. This is almost entirely about like just sharing our experiences with people. Because, and I, I I posted this the other day. Uh, uh, so yeah, this whole little section here is a little wrap up of like the last like yeah. uh, self-aware stuff that's happened. I got a comment from somebody. I got a message on Instagram being like, I'm starting my first uh, internship this summer. Uh, your podcast has given me so much like oh, information, you, you know, this. and it's so cool and all that stuff. And like, man, I, I live for that. Every time I get one of those, like I don't always respond to my Instagram messages. I don't, I, you know, I, I get a lot of message requests that I don't look at very often because yeah. they don't show up in my, I also get a lot of messages in general from people. So, yeah. but, um, but I, you know, I, uh, like that's that's what I always thought is like with a, you know when we were coming up and we've said this before is like there just wasn't resources for this yeah. you know and even now so much of the resources that exist for this are self-serving you know yeah. and it's like people trying to you know gain a following so they can make some money so they can get yeah. this going or do that and everything we do not really care about the following that we are gaining from yeah. this or anything not that we don't care about y'all as followers and we appreciate all of you that do th- that that do listen to this yeah. but but at the end of the day, like what the goal of this is, you know, if I help out a couple people with some real world advice, like yeah. that's that's all I'm trying to really gain from this. And it's fun. It's a fun thing to do. And like, yeah. but I I mean, everybody knows I don't I don't put a lot of time into this. I don't put yeah. a lot of effort into it because it's just an honest, open thing. We don't edit our shit. We don't cut parts out of the conversation. Yeah. Like it you get the raw, unfiltered us whenever you're seeing this. And and I want that to be helpful to people in this industry so that they can grow and learn and like actually have a resource of just honest, you know, conversation. I think it's so frustrating and we've, we've been on this road a few times. So 
It's not, it's just, it's frustrating to know that like, there's somebody out there that would do the same thing, but charge a thousand dollars for the course, yeah. you know, or like yeah. who would talk about the mixed conversation that we had in the beginning. And that yeah. would be something that you had to pay for or whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and like, I'm not the same way. I'm not, I, I never joined a band so I could sell t-shirts to my family and friends. Yeah. You know, I'm also not making a podcast. So, so people who like me can give me money. Like yeah. I well, want more than anything for sponsors to give me money yeah. and for fucking, you know, like, like gear places and shit to yeah. give me gear for free. And even then when I get it, I, I give it away half the time yeah. to the people who yeah, follow yeah. me because I know they need it more. So, yeah. Well, and I'll echo that and say the end goal is, is the music. It's what we actually yeah. do. This is just a byproduct of that. This is just for fun and sharing some info. Same with any content we make. And if a sponsor wants to come, if Taco Bell wants to come and give us a ton of money yes. per episode, Work. I got a family to raise. I yeah. am not above yeah. money. We're just going to be honest about yes. what it is. Yeah. And in the end, we are not podcasters. We are people who make music who are doing a podcast. We are yes. not uh, making videos on IG and TikTok. We are people who make music who are throwing up, like vomiting yes. videos onto yes. TikTok and IG. But um, shout out again, Phil. Come and join us for Yeah, Taco Bell. Phil. We need, we need Phil to come and join us. All right, so um, in the last few days, this is the last thing I want to talk about. Uh, in the last few days, um, and this will be a common theme for me, I've... Uh, I, I, I've been making memes. I've been memeing a bit. <laughs> I love when you get off on Tim Robinson memes specifically. I just love Tim Robinson oh, memes. So they're good. so funny to yeah. me because they're all just like... like just, Unhinged. Uh, yeah, and like yeah. there's so many... Uh, like he has one... The, the most recent season, there's, a, there's an episode where he's, uh, it's like, a, it's an ad for a security door for like a pet or whatever. Yeah. And then like, and he's like, cause if you don't have this, you got one of these. And there's this like crazy, like pig animal thing that kind of, dude, it was such a, and, he, and he's got, he, I forget what he said, but it's something like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? And I've been like, just dying to make a meme out of this forever. <laughs> anyway, I just want to state, because every time I do this, I, you don't see me in my meme comments, you know? Like, you very rarely see me in my meme comments. Anymore. And I'll say some incendiary stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then, it, it, you know, every now and then, like, one of them recently I did the... Um, I, I, and I've done this before. It's funny every time that I do this, because I just throw this bullshit comment out there, and then I just leave it. Yeah. And let the whole community stew over it, and like, and then it gets to like sixty thousand views, and yeah. I'm like, you guys are arguing in the comments for hours about something that I was just making a meme about yeah. as a joke. And the meme was, um, you know, it was a Tim Robinson meme as usual, and uh, and it was uh, uh, oh about drummers' perspective versus audience perspective, yeah. you know. And and I want to say most of my mentors actually built. Um, uh, their careers and off of doing audience perspective. And yeah. it was like hammered into them sure. because, uh, because it's like, you're part of the audience. You want to listen as, as an audience yeah. member. Yeah. And, uh, and I've gotten so many comments on it because recently that I just wanted to have this like full discussion about drummers perspective, perspective real quick, or the perspective in which you listen to drums in a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, when we talk about the stereo field and everything, you know, uh, drummers are the only people that ever like are listening to that. You yeah. know, it's like, no, like that whole, uh, that argument that people make in my comments all the time about, well, I want to listen to it. Like I'm in the audience. Well, you're not listening in the audience to a stereo drum performance usually yeah. because yeah. that would Plus be ridiculous. Drummers are the only ones who can yeah. perceive yeah, exactly. which side you're is You're not from. standing in the audience being like, oh, cool. The, the hat's, 
right here the way I'm looking at it and the toms yeah. are over here yeah. because because that's not like how live sound works. Like yeah. if you if you did that, if you were standing over here, you yeah. know, like way far from a left speaker, yeah. you'd be only getting half of the drum kit and it would sound insane. Yeah. So a lot of times like drums are coming out mono Absolutely. or very lightly yeah. panned at yep. best, you know, yep. whenever you're listening to that stuff. So I find that audience argument to be a little bit like, well, that's silly because yeah. that's not how you're actually perceiving the stuff. Yeah. And on the other side of things, uh, as a drummer, when you're listening to it, like I've never wanted, I, I like, yes, if I'm watching a video, yeah. right, and it's a band performing, then it makes total sense for me to see or to hear the drums in that perspective. Sure. Yeah. For, the, for the one guitar to be more to the right, for the where other guitar, where they're standing, yeah, so they're yeah. physically positioned and everything. But that's not how I mix records. I don't yeah. mix with that perception because that's like kind of crazy to me, you know? It's like the only people that really matter about or care about this stereo perspective yeah. is, is drummers or people who like to air drum. Yeah. And if they're not, you know, the yeah. right way for you to That's play the them. That's the best defense I've heard is drummers are the only ones who care. So give the them what they want. only ones who care. So just give them what they want. And, yeah. and I love that people get so, honestly, at the end of the day though, I don't really care that much. Yeah. I just want to throw Dude, that's I'm hearing, the important part. To get more technical, I'm hearing a lot more. This isn't brand new, but I'm hearing consistently a lot of just mono drums. Yeah, just um, right up the middle. I'm hearing a lot less of this wide because I came I, up wide panning too. Just exactly this conversation. Uh, you know, hard pan hats, mm -hmm. rack, center, floor. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm hearing a lot of just straight up mono kind of uh, retro drums. And to, yeah, and to uh, jump back on that, the, the newest, uh, what, what started this conversation in my head or what made me think of this meme was uh, Howard Willing, who's the engineer for Smashing Pumpkins. Uh -huh. He, they just released a new album, which I, I, I thought was done very well. It sounds really good. But I literally, I, I listened to it and like 10 seconds in, I'm on the, you know, Instagram messaging Howard being like, yeah. whose decision was this to make these drums audience perspective? <laughs> and he's like, mine, bitch. Like, <laughs> what's wow. wrong with you? Yeah. And he's like, of course it's audience perspective. And I was like, man, I guess I'll just put my headphones on backwards to listen yeah. to this or whatever. Oh, you it's know? classic. Because like, you know, but, um, you know, when they, I listened to that album, when it first, you know, came out and I listened to it and I had that thought or whatever, it then inspired me to go back and listen to old Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. to go back to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and Siamese sure. Dream. And those are all mono drums. Interesting. Yeah. Bullet huh. with Butterfly Wings, mono, yeah. you know, like wow. all those drums are mono. And yeah. it's so crazy because... Uh, because there is such great stereo imaging in that yeah. whole thing, and Jimmy Chamberlain's playing drums, yeah. and Jimmy's a great, great, great drummer, and, and Kenny Aronoff probably in some of that stuff yeah. too. I think is the other guy that we sometimes did it. But uh, you listen, you listen to that stuff, and it's like they're powerful drums, they're big drums, they're yeah. fucking heavy. The guitars yeah. are big and wide and everything, but those drums are sitting right down Just the middle. Mono. Yeah, sitting right down wow. the middle. So yeah, it does so, leave a lot of space. Yeah, so so don't um, you know don't. Don't get all up in arms. I mean, I know anybody that's probably listened to this podcast already has a good sense of who we actually are. Sure. And yeah. most of the people that are getting incensed at this stuff on TikTok are, yeah. are getting incensed because they have no idea that everything is a joke to me. Sure. Like every yeah. single thing in the entire world yeah. is kind of a little bit of a joke to me. Yeah. And I will find yeah, a way to... if you're responding seriously to one of your meme videos, you're, you missed it. Yeah, you're missing you the it. point. This yeah. is a joke. This is the exact same thing as when we talked about before when the audio hurts hit me with the you know, the uh, newbie mic stand yeah. in the hotel room situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
you know, and they maimed me. I laughed at it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get in the comments and start being like, I'm well, doing this. I'm respect. a technical engineer. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. It's just a fucking oh, joke. Like, just chill. So, so for those of you out there who do get into my comments and get mad, just know I'm, you're, you're, you're the one that's looking dumb right now because hey, I don't care. And speaking of comments, uh, we don't usually do the smash the like button thing, but I saw. Well, first of all, thank you for any reviews or hearts or stars oh, yeah. or whatever all it is. All this stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost surprised. Um, Sitting right at 5.0 and 4.9 and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Bad. Very, very but positively reviewed. If, you like, if you're enjoying this and pointing, I don't even know if anyone watches this stuff or if just all listening. But uh, throw, if you can, I'm, I'm being honest here. If you can, throw up a review and a comment uh, or like a little review. I don't think you can... Hold on. You can rate it on both Spotify yes. and podcasts. But you can only like leave you can a comment, only comment on, on podcasts y- yes. or the, whatever the app is. Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if you can, if you do, do uh, something. It'll, and it also, helps us out. I, I have been saying, uh, I, I have somebody that's doing the videos for me and everything. I just, it, 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 we are going to post these. I Hopefully, by the time we get this one up, we'll have some more of the episodes up on YouTube because a lot of people have asked. Because then you can actually comment on them on YouTube yeah, too. Yeah, and yeah that's some, true. Then you know, more so of a conversation. I do want to have... Um, these up on YouTube. Again, we are not professional podcasters. I am not a professional video editor and um, and I just don't want to spend the time to like do no. that much work on them. Unless, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, unless Taco Bell or Avid or someone yeah, yeah, wants to come yeah. so, and pay us. Then. So yeah, so um, I, I have, I'm, I'm giving somebody the tiniest amount of bread to do some some of these episodes and to chop them up so we can start putting the clips on yeah. on TikTok. But just so everybody knows, episode nine right now, this is the, this is the end oh, of this. We're going to do live soon. We are going to do, uh, when you hear this episode, the next week, we are going to do a live episode. And I think, I don't know, I guess we should try and do it on like a weekend, maybe so more people can tune in or yeah, nighttime or something. Yeah, probably like an afternoon or like, yeah, like yeah, evening, evening or something or like early that. Early West so, Coast times. So we'll figure out when we're actually going. We usually yeah, drop them on Mondays. This, so yeah, maybe watch we'll out do for a. Maybe we'll do a Monday night drop or yeah. something and do like a the, the live one for that. If we so. do evening, like then the East Coast can tune in. Right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, if you're listening to this, then that means it's coming. So watch for posts yes. on, on our IGs or on TikTok or something. Yes, and we'll let you know whenever it's going to happen. And we would love people to um, get involved and come. And we're not, again, still not sure how we're going to do it, but we will have uh, some sort of live interaction with people where they can ask live us on the questions. Internet, by the way, and, yes. we'll do a live real one day. It would be fun, yes. actually, like a real yes. in person panel type thing. But I have to pee so bad. All right. So. Thank you for joining us. Love you. Uh, you guys are the best. Um, uh, yeah, this is this has been a podcast. <laughs>